is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Again, that is freetalklive.com. We will start things out here tonight with uh, a little TSA update. In case you haven't heard the news, it's already happened. With the uh, the new body scanner machine, somebody has uh, circulated some images they weren't supposed to. Yeah, just that quick. ACLU.org. These are, these are concerned citizens that... Uh, this is just crazy stuff. This is hyperbole. Crazy. Well, according to the ACLU, they say, we're not the type to say, I told you so, but, well, all right, maybe we are. In this case, we just couldn't help ourselves. Since December, we've been expressing skepticism about the deployment of whole-body imaging at airports. We call them virtual strip searches because we think the graphic images they create of people are incredibly invasive. We've even noted that images of famous people are likely to be particularly prized. What a, what a surprise. Well, the future is now. Bollywood superstar Shah Rukh Khan recently disclosed that he received a whole-body scan at the airport. But contrary to the stated policy of the British government, which is the same as the, uh, the U.S. government, this image was not immediately discarded. Instead, airline personnel apparently printed it out. In Khan's own words... How in the world can they print out these scans? I mean, isn't this something that could have been taken care of? Couldn't they write a stinking program that says that they're not able to print? They could. Yeah, they could easily uh, block that off from... The they could do this, but they but they don't because they're the government and they're incredibly incompetent. In Khan's own words, I was in London recently going through the airport and these new machines have come up, the body scans. You've got to see them. It makes you embarrassed if you're not well endowed. You walk into the machine and everything, the whole outline of your body comes out. Then I saw these girls. They had these printouts. I looked at them. I thought they were some forms you had to fill. I said, give them to me. And you could see everything inside. So I autographed them for them. We admire Khan's ability to make the best of a bad situation, uh, but we doubt he's too happy about the government allowing perfect strangers to take and keep naked images of his body. All of this points to the need for laws that ban the copying and other misuse of these images, as well as a legal right to recover damages if they are. Well, I don't necessarily agree with that. It points out the, to me the uh, need to get the government the hell out of airline security. Don't expect the ACLU to take that particular position, but... Nonetheless, at least they're concerned about one aspect of it. Yeah, they're mostly a bunch of statists there, too. Yeah, what can you do, right? The toll-free number here is 800-259-9231. So, there you go. It's already happened, and, you know, Just who's next? Fast. Britney Just Spears, this is uh, what we Madonna. Have to, this is what we have to do to protect ourselves against the terrorists? Everybody's got to be strip-searched and have pictures taken of them going through, naked going through the uh, the scanners here? This is, I mean, tell me that the terrorists didn't win. Please hmm. tell me that they didn't win. They have just stripped, you know, stripped every American down to their nothing, to their birthday suit. Yeah, but it can't, I guess it can't look inside your body, right? I mean, maybe they need to go all the way. They uh, they need to do X-rays on everybody that's coming through. Because what if you were to insert something in you that uh, you wanted to smuggle on the plane? I would think that the metal detector, if uh, would would probably get that. Not chemicals. I, that's that's true. Not chemicals. 
Uh, so you know, maybe they can go further with this, Mark. That's all I'm saying. I guess these are the people that uh, that would, you know, these are the people, uh, you know, crazy enough to do that. These 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 terrorists, as as they're calling them. All right, your toll free number here, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You know what else you need to do, Mark, to make sure the country is safe from terror? You need to be a good little citizen and fill out the census. Yeah, it's coming soon. The census protects us from terror. There was I saw the uh, the video I didn't watch any of the Super Bowl but I did see there, I did it was there, great there was a census thirty uh, second six was it a sixty yep, anyway yep. A sex a, I think it was a sixty census sixty second advertisement that they ran at least once maybe I don't know how many times during the uh, the Super Bowl that's uh, three million every time to ching to ching to ching right. of your tax dollars every time you see it. And uh, so I, po- I saw them post that over at LouRockwell.com, and it was just absolutely asinine. It was just disjointed and confusing. And Well, anyway, this is a story uh, from Eric Garris over at LouRockwell.com talking about the census scam. San Francisco, 1980. A friend drops by my house. He's a middle-level Democratic Party activist who's been appointed as a middle-level census supervisor. He lights up a joint. As he passes it to me, he explains that he's working at that very moment counting people for the census. I don't understand. I thought the counting was over. He explains that he's doing spot counts of people who are not counted in the regular tallies. I ask him, how do you know that someone's already been counted? He said, well, we can ask, but usually we just make a judgment call. For example, I just saw 5,000 Hispanics on a bus who I'm sure had not been counted. (laughs) <laughs> he went on to explain his reason How for this foolish. okay he went on to explain the benefits of systematic overcounting saying we get more money for government programs and more representation in congress I asked him how pervasive this was in the census system he told me that it was virtually policy at least in San Francisco he went on to explain that according to some estimates there were actually 50,000 less wouldn't that be 50,000 fewer it's you know, uh, yes, but um, you know this isn't the the most firm English rule out there. Uh, well, I've been corrected on it a number of times. Is it not? Well, fewer? is it fewer or less? The, the answer is fewer. Okay. But um, the I've been I've gotten emails from from somebody out there. You know that that takes the other side. Mm. Um, this is the reason that they have a a grammar book. The the definitive grammar book is called the Style Manual. Okay. It's not called the Rule Manual. Yeah. Because English really doesn't have rules. I mean, spelling isn't really written in stone, is mm-hmm. it? I mean, who did it? You know, some Merriam-Webster wrote it down, said this is spelling. Come on. I mean, you know, it's it's it's. I think it's right. So anyway, there were actually 50,000 fewer people living in San Francisco than the number used to figure money and apportionment. I told him that I had not been counted since I burned my census form at a protest on the steps of the federal building. He said, you are now. We continued to smoke and he continued to count imaginary people as the numbers on the budget continued to mount up. The census is the largest remnant of the spoils system remaining in the federal government. All high-level census officials are chosen by the White House. Middle and lower-level officials are chosen by congressional offices. While some lower-level employees are chosen out of the pool who apply, rest assured that any ruling party hack who wants a job gets one. A close friend of mine applied for a census job last year when they were doing the initial scouting. She got a 94 on the test, which is clearly excellent. She made several calls but wasn't given a job. Last month, she called again and reactivated her application and test score. After many calls, she got finally to a supervisor who explained that she would be hired if a neighborhood supervisor chose her. 
She asked if this was totally up to the neighborhood supervisors and was told it was. Her next call was to her Congress thing. She was able to speak to one of the congressional staffers who, coincidentally, earned extra income as the local census supervisor. The next day, she was hired. It's clear to me that the census isn't a little bit corrupt. It's a total scam. I wouldn't be surprised if there are 50 million fewer people in the country, although it may not be that much less. It's clearly to the advantage of the people running the census, political hacks and office holders, to pad the numbers as much as possible. It's illogical to expect them not to cheat. Given what I know, I now look at the census advertisements in a different light. What I hear now is, remember to fill out your census early and often and with big numbers. It's our future. I would never want to advocate breaking the census laws, but consider the stakes. I'll advocate it, by the way, just as an uh, interjection here. Uh, I highly advocate breaking the census laws. Why not? What do you got to lose? Our only defense against this gross inflation of the numbers is to deflate them. The following are not recommendations, just observations of actions that people wanting to deflate the numbers could take. If there are four people living at your house, some people might just forget about the others. Also... Uh, originally, when this article was written a few days ago, he thought that the maximum fine was $100 for not filling out the census. But apparently, the feds have upped the fine to no more than $5,000. However, one of their sections of uh, code says that the $5,000 fine is a post-conviction fine that only applies to an individual who's been charged and convicted of a criminal infraction. Uh, unless, uh, I guess, in regards to the census uh, unless an individual has been charged and convicted of some criminal offense connected to the census and the crime is classified as an infraction, then the $5,000 fine doesn't apply. So for most people, you're probably looking at a $100 fine, which what are they going to do if you don't pay it? I don't know. How can they prove that it's you? What, what, I mean, what can they do? That's true. Yeah. How do they figure out who answers the door? Unless you give them your name. 1-800-259-9231. A little more about the census coming up. Your calls as well. Anybody else planning on resisting or refusing? It's Free Talk Live. And for the grand prize, why was marijuana made illegal? Uh, because it's a gateway drug. Because there's no medical value. Because it corrupts the youth. Uh, because drugs are bad, okay? Because it kills your brain cells. Uh, because it makes you dumb. Because it makes you lazy. Because uh, it'll make boys grow boobs. Because uh, it threatens industry and Americans are a bunch of sheep. MarijuanaMuscle.com This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those, including our Facebook profile. You can go there, become a fan. It's free, of course. Go to uh, facebook.freetalklive.com, facebook.freetalklive.com. And you should try out this uh, amazing little handle that uh, Ian and I have been using in our everyday lives here for the past few months. It's called the Totasack. T-O-T-A-S-A-K. And you can go to totasack.com and check it out. There's no C in Totasack. T-O-T-A-S-A-K.com. And uh, it's, it's it's an amazing little device and makes uh, carrying the groceries in from the car significantly more easy. Uh, no... Uh, no extra trips, things like that. Totasac.com. We're talking about the census here. It's coming up. Uh, it's uh, the year 2010. That means it's time for another uh, nationwide count. 
And Eric Garris over at LouRockwell.com, apparently a couple of decades ago, was hanging out with one of his friends at the time, and his friend was working for the census, and basically revealed to Eric that, well, they were just making numbers up. I mean, they were just manufacturing the information. What a surprise. So it's their job to count. I mean, isn't it easier, really, to just make numbers up than to count? Uh, apparently it is. I How mean, in they, the world are you going to count everybody anyway? It's not possible, obviously. So, uh, and and I don't uh, I don't like consenting and participating in anything that the federal government does. So I won't be participating at all with the census. But Eric uh, is giving some suggestions here as to how some people might want to approach that. Uh, he's suggesting that if you are going to participate, that you actively work to deflate the numbers. So if there are four people living at your home, you might only just you might forget about all of the other three. You might just tell them one. And of course, uh, the the only if you are one of those constitutional types of folks, then you should know that the only constitutionally mandated question on the census is how many people are in the household. So if 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 you feel like participating, that could be your maximum level of participation, and you'd be, I think, probably pretty safe. If you don't give them any information, then you know there's a chance they could come after you. But as you were pointing out, Mark, how in the world are they going to know? Who you are. I mean, they could make the presumption, they could try to look up the home records and figure out who the homeowner is, but that doesn't necessarily mean that was the person that answered the door. And how could a homeowner be responsible for, uh, you know, it could be a landlord. They may not know exactly how many people are uh, are in that home. They're, when they go and do the census, they want to talk to the people living there, not necessarily the owner of the property, as I understand it. Uh, yeah, they, they want to know how many people there are living in that structure. So he suggests also that when the follow-up people come to someone's door, they may accidentally say that they're asleep but live alone and goodbye. Under census procedures, this would result in a count of one and no return visit. Some people just leave a note on their door saying they live alone and don't bother me. I have tuberculosis or some other virulent disease. (laughs) Some people invite the census taker in and offer some great spotted suck toad soup. And some people answered the door in their Hannibal Lecter costume. He says, I'm not going to answer and am willing to fight the power, but my first plea will be self-defense. So it'll be interesting to see what people's stories are here as uh, the census workers begin coming around. It's my understanding they first send out uh, something to each household through the mail and then if you don't respond, that's when they send a bureaucrat out to your home. That's my understanding of it, too. I am going to uh, to have a camera ready at uh, at my. You I've can got be it. sure they don't like cameras. No, I've got it charged up and I'm going to be ready to go. But there's an interesting twist, Mark. I found out recently that one of the liberty activists in the area has apparently gotten a job as a census supervisor. Sweet. So I, I don't know how that's going to affect how the census bureaucrats will handle someone with a video camera. I don't know if he's going to uh, to to give them tips. I don't know how, because it's basically going to be liberty activists versus somebody who might have been trained by a uh, a liberty activist, which is a very strange situation to be in. And of course, everybody is needling this guy for uh, for doing what he's done and joining up with the you know joining up with the feds. Well, I I, I do you remember the Claire Wolf book, a uh, hundred and what thirty six sta- uh, things to do while waiting for the revolution? Yeah, that's true. He could be a monkey wrencher. Yeah, that's the, a good point. I think the terminology there were she she classified people in um in the liberty movement into you know three different categories. One of them was was ghosts. One of them was monkey wrenchers, and one of them was agitators, agitators, yeah. activists, something like that. So 
you know, yeah, he could maybe, very maybe, well monkey wrench the numbers. Maybe, maybe he will. Maybe he'll monkey wrench more than that. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, 800-259-9231. <clears throat> so as the census thing uh, rolls on here, please uh, share your experiences with the census bureaucrats with us. Maybe your stories will help encourage other people to also not participate. And remember, blo- uh, the blog of Bile, uh, Bile over at blogabile.com, he had a situation with one of the mid, uh, mid-decade sensei. The American Community Survey, I think is what it's called. And he refused participation in that, and they never came after him with any kind of fine, as I recall. So it's likely you'll be A-OK. Let's continue with in your my calls. property, it's, uh, um, you know, like my property isn't owned in my name. Mm-hmm. Um, it's owned in the name of a, you know, corporation. A corporation. So what are they going to do? Who would they charge? Nothing. Nothing. They couldn't do anything. I mean, they, how could they even know my name? I don't know. They could... Ask what kind of mail was delivered there, but if, then again, if I, you've got if, a mailbox. If my name was delivered, um, was was on the property, how do they know that's me? They don't. We'll continue here with your phone calls and go to Justin in Hawaii. Justin, you're on Free Talk Live. How you doing? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Yeah, I'm a three-time combat infantryman, active army, still right now, and I'd like to talk about essentially our constitutional rights and people who want to actually, uh, you know, be involved with the census report. Okay. Simply give your the number of people in your household, and that's it. And if they want to go the other route of staying, you have to answer all the questions, which there is a $5,000 penalty after a certain amount of time that you don't answer all the questions. Uh, this is where activism is the biggest thing, because obviously, as we've seen in our country right now, where uh, calls to our Congress members and uh, essentially writing letters and faxing to them uh, is not getting our voice heard. And we already know that the corporatism that's throughout this nation right now the power doesn't lie in the people anymore it hasn't for a very long time they're not listening so i'm not talking about anything illegal nor uh you know unconstitutional but the simple basis of everything that i seem to see in all these different groups is the fact that freedom is the pinnacle by which we all stand for and that is the justification for the things that many people do and the activism that they portray now, Justin, and, I, I understand that you, as a member of the military, have indeed sworn an oath to uphold the Constitution. So you likely should go ahead and answer that one question about how many people are in the in the household, because you've sworn to the, to the Constitution. But why should I? By all means. Uh, simply uh, because uh, without the foundational basis that is the Constitution of the United States of America, we are not uh, a free nation, nor, as we've seen the implementation of such unconstitutional legislation, such as the Military Commission Act of 2006, the cell phones being used as arm of the government since 2008, even before that, uh, back in the Clinton administration and stuff like that. Those who don't live by the Constitution, even though they've sworn to uphold it, are setting us up for what I see as uh, very much destruction. And as we've seen since World War II, how the census was used, and uh, the what many people don't know from Hitler and him using the census report there in Germany, round up the the Jews. Oh, the, the, the United the, uh, States, uh, before you go on, the United States used the census to round up the Japanese um, on the West Coast. I'll tell you what, Justin, I don't really feel like you answered my question, so I want to bring you back here, and we'll uh, continue this discussion. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. See, I didn't sign the Constitution, so why should I bother even answering that one question? It's Free Talk Live, 800-259-9231. This is your show to take control of. If you do, you may bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. 
Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up whatever you want. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those, including the chat room. Go and get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners. During the show is the best time to find folks in there. It's free, of course. Chat.freetalklive.com. That is chat freetalklive.com and the Free State Project has the Liberty Forum coming up here in just over a month's time. Uh, the 18th through the 21st of March is when it's happening in Nashua, New Hampshire at the beautiful Crown Plaza Hotel. The schedule is starting to fill out. I believe the early bird discount is gone at this point. Uh, you can still get the free, uh, the free Talk Live discount of 10%. Uh, if you go to freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum, we get a whole list of all the speakers they're going to be having there. Uh, Andrew Napolitano, you might know him as the judge from Fox News. He'll be one of the keynote speeches. And, of course, there are uh, like a couple dozen or at least 20 other people uh, that will be speaking there. Panel discussions, uh, speeches, dinners, late night parties. It's a great time. So head over. And Free Talk Live, broadcasting live. That's right. Every night. And Mark, you'll be pretty much heading that up on uh, on Friday and Saturday. And I'll, I think I'll be there for the Thursday night show, uh, but you will be helming the program on That's Friday right, and the, Saturday. For, for those of you that uh, just can't stand Ian, it'll be a, a nice respite. <laughs> so uh, head on over to freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. Get yourself registered. Grab a hotel room while they're still available and get tickets while they're still available as well. Maybe the early bird, I think, a correction, I believe the early bird discount is still available. Hurry while it still lasts. But it's not going to last too much longer, as I understand it. So freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. Use our discount code FTL as we continue with Justin in Hawaii. Justin, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Now, you were saying that you were in the military, Justin, and that, that you plan on filling out the one question of uh, how many people are in your household on the census form. And I was asking I you. Do. I was asking you. Well, you, know, you. Oh, I understand that you signed or you swore an oath to the Constitution. I did not. I didn't sign it. I didn't swear an oath to it. And so, I and I applaud Justin's stand on this. I think that uh, you know the the stand that he's taking is is a fine, great one, um, far better than most people. So my question still stands. Why do you think I should a- answer that one question? Well, let me put it this way: the founders, the founders of the Constitution itself. Uh, created such a foundational basis for uh, which a free man could live and which he had inalienable rights. And on this, if we don't have a substantial document that was founded in the blood of our forefathers, we have nothing. And if we have not the Constitution in order to stand by, then we have nothing other than tyranny. Because as we've seen in other republics, such as many don't know that Germany was a republic before it fell, China was actually creating its own constitution before Shining was run out and sent to Taiwan to create that republic. Uh, if we don't have that, we have a tyrannical government that imposes nothing other than utter slavery upon the people. So in that instance, if you're born in the U.S., not only do you have a duty to those who don't live in such a great nation, and I've been to 15 different countries that are other than democracy, and I've seen the, the dumbed-down society that they have 
uh, formed in those countries, such as Iraq, Afghanistan, and, and the others, Kazakhstan, uh, and the others, where they just keep everyone down. Literally, if you were to drive down with a nice vehicle down the street, one of the provincial leaders would send one of their workers to you, pick you, take you to that house, and they'd ask you how much you want for that vehicle. Now, they're not asking for you to buy that. They're saying, we're going to take it from you because they don't want anyone to have the same power that they have. It's utter tyranny, and we have been dumbed down as a society to believe the things that are perpetrated on the TV, the media, and the other news outlets, and that we conform to such things. So, Justin, I don't disagree now, that things are, are pretty bad in other places, right, but, but I think I there's tyranny my, right here. Yeah, my question is, is um, you know, this Republic thing's been tried a few times now, and um, what we're coming up with, uh, as you pointed out, is that Republics lead to tyranny, right? I mean, like the United States Republic... Made it 200 years or so. I don't know whether we've slipped into tyranny yet or not. It really just depends on your definition. Um, but, you know, like, I, I don't know that the con- – I think the Constitution is being followed because there's – it really doesn't matter, Justin, what you think the Constitution says. But you think what – I, I think that it says what you think it says. I, I'm not saying I disagree with you. I'm saying the Constitution is written so that nine guys in dresses – Get to, and, and it's been a couple of women recently, uh, but not basically nine men in dresses decide what the Constitution says, and you go out and shoot people that disagree, essentially, is what uh, you know your job is, not to question it, you know? Okay, well, here's what it comes down to with that, and I can give you examples of pure and utter facts and pieces of legislation that are completely unconstitutional, such as the Patriot Act, the Military Commissions Act of 2006, the Sure, American sure, you Act. can go on and on. Oh, absolutely, but it doesn't matter what you say. It matters what they say. And I say that they're, and, and, and clearly they've they've backtracked. At one point they said you could own black people. At another point they said you couldn't own black people. At one point they said it was okay to lock up the, the, the Japanese people, as I understand it. Maybe that was a... A circuit court. Maybe I'm wrong on that one. And, and then at some point they say you can't. They change their minds. So really the question is, which is it? This um, th- this document just kind of it, it's really a rhetorical document. They don't care about it anymore. It was a good oh, try, go. and they got a couple. You got a couple of centuries out of it, or maybe at least a good century out of it. But it's you know it's it's run its course. And now I'm not saying that we couldn't write a better one, but this one stinks. Is really what I've got to say on it. Well, here's what it comes down to. It comes down with the ignorance of the mass perpetrated by the educational system that's dumbed uh-huh. down everyone yep. so that they don't teach it in schools anymore, and you don't know your rights, so you cannot protect those rights. You become a society based on uh, essentially a mediated document of a constitution of whatever the TV tells you is okay. It's okay, and you believe that. In our school systems, the educational systems, and I've talked to many students who say that they no longer do the Pledge of Allegiance, and if they do, they do it to a montage of the president and no longer the flag. <laughs> not based upon it's exactly what they've done. It's called ideological subversion. Something Yuri Bezmenov in eighteen nineteen. Well, I, I have a disagreement with the uh, the whole pledge of allegiance in the first place. Yeah, so the I pledge of allegiance you know isn't constitutional. It was written in uh, the eighteen nineties by a Nazi and uh, wasn't uh, even you know really in in major use until um, in most schools until the fifties. At which point they added the under God part. I mean, that's that's like you new knew that, nationalist right? stuff, right? Did, didn't you know that, Justin? Of course I did. Oh, and okay. I also know that people don't understand things like ex parte Milligan, ex parte Quarren, how that was misused to impose uh, tyranny upon the people. I've people never heard of those myself. Yeah, I don't know what the heck you're talking about. about. What, what is that? Ex parte Milligan was something that happened in the Civil War when Abraham Lincoln imposed martial law upon the people, and it was found under the Supreme Court in 1866 that it was found unconstitutional because the only thing that under the Constitution was founded was the suspension of habeas corpus by the, the congressional, the Congress members themselves. 
And ex parte Quarren was in World War II where eight guys worked to destroy many industrial complexes, uh, two, one of which was a U.S. citizen. Two were given life, the other six were executed. And during the Bush administration, he used this to state that we could be under martial law, under an emergency act of H.R. 645, which they've now begun to implement, the, emergency, the FEMA Emergency Relief Act. And they've dumbed down society so much that they don't even understand what's going on in front of their faces. This is exactly what happened in Hitler and the Parliamentary Building in 1933, the Enabling Act of 1933, the takeover uh, uh, of all corporations, uh, and then the tyranny and the concentration camps that imposed after that. So, Justin, then still, I mean, if they're doing all these awful unconstitutional things, why on earth would I want to care about what the Constitution says? Because, as I pointed out, I didn't sign it. uh, If they're breaking their part of it, why should I bother, uh, you know, upholding this part that that somebody might claim that I I owe the nation or something? Yeah. You don't know. It is an obligation of every U.S. citizen to do something more than calling their congress member and complaining or faxing in. Oh, I don't notice. call them either. I don't want to talk to them. I don't want to have anything to do with them, and I don't have any obligation because they don't have any obligation to me. See, there's no, there's no, in my mind, there's no such thing as a, as a U.S. citizen because the definition of a citizen, as I understand it, is somebody that owes a duty of obligation in return for, uh, or a, it owes a duty of obligation allegiance. in return for, a duty of allegiance in return for obligation of protection on uh, the behalf of the, the government. But the government own men in robes have ruled time and time again that, well, there is no obligation to protect. And in fact, there's no obligation to provide any services whatsoever uh, upon the government's part. So if the government has no obligation, then there can be no citizen because I can't have possibly a duty. Justin, thank you for the call and thoughts tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Now look, that won't stop him from throwing me in a prison cell, but uh, you know, I just don't feel like going along with the program anymore. Justin's pretty articulate, huh? I would say so. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything. Take control of the airwaves. It's Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Toll House Morsels. There are a million reasons to bake with Toll House. Find yours at VeryBestBaking.com. A balanced diet is important, but so is the occasional treat. Working with your kids to bake a dessert from scratch helps them to appreciate it even more, and it keeps them from resenting having to eat their veggies every other day. Plus, baking is a perfect excuse to spend time with your kids, since just being together is a treat. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash YourFamilyToday. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Just dial in toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features, they're free. So enjoy those on us. And those features include things like live streams and the bulletin board system, Shrine of Female Listeners. All free. freetalklive.com. Uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies. That's what the readers of freedomsphoenix.com get every day. Readers of freedomsphoenix.com are constantly provided with the detailed real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationships that we have with coercive governments. Freedomsphoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, uh, communications, and the rise of the police state. Go now to freedomsphoenix.com and sign up for the free daily dispatch freedomsphoenix.com. All right, we continue here. Uh, let's go to Gene, the Christian anarchist, <clears throat> on the line in Tennessee on the amp line. Hello, Gene. Hi there, guys. Hey. Well, before I get to Sarah Palin, I could tell you the experiences I've had with the uh, uh, with the census takers over the last 40 years. Sure. 
I've uh, had the opportunity three previous times to basically tell them to uh, take their questions and shove it where the sun don't shine. I would, uh, for the past three census, uh, I have just answered my name, my address, and how many people living at this address, and that's all I've all I've answered. And of course, uh, in the '80s, there was no no uh, penalty at all, mm-hmm. and then. I think the 90 census, there was still no penalty. And then the, 20, the 2000 census, I think, is when they started threatening people with penalties. But they never never uh, um, tried to levy a, a penalty on me. Well, uh, you, you, did, did, you gave them what they were looking for. I mean, you did answer the, well, uh, the constitutional question. Well, I got the short question. form in, in 2000, and I think the short form was 30 questions or something like that. Do you recall if it but was addressed, have... Gene, do you recall if it was addressed to you or just household? I really don't recall. Hmm. Um, I guess I'll find out this time. Yes, I guess we uh, all will. So uh, so I've, I've done that. In the, in, the, in the year 2000, they did threaten fines, but uh, like you say, how are they going to uh, administer those? Yeah, absolutely. It's my understanding they just send bureaucrats over to threaten you and try to intimidate you into filling it out. And there was one time, and I don't remember if it was 2000 or 90, when a census taker came to the door and I basically told them the same thing, and they they turned around and walked off. They didn't didn't cause any problems or or try to find me or anything. Would you tell them Um, that uh, that it was unconstitutional or what, what? No, well, I just told them I think I'm only obligated to answer these questions, and that those are the questions I'm answering. But like uh, like Ian has stated, uh, I have since learned that the Constitution is of no no effect, which I kind of knew all along, but I hadn't really fleshed it out to the point where now I realize that uh, basically it's all a fiction anyway. And uh, the people at the top know it's a fiction. That's why they don't bother to follow it. So it's go ahead, Gene, with the, the rest of your thoughts tonight. Well, I want to talk about Sarah Palin and the Tea Party movement. Okay. And uh, how they're, how uh, this woman is apparently trying to undermine everything that uh, uh, the Ron Paul movement started. And because she is basically a, a little George Bush. She's, uh, she's all for the Patriot Act, and she's all for expanding the military and uh, fighting wars all over the planet at uh, whatever cost. You know, it doesn't matter how much money is actually spent dropping all those bombs, but we've mm-hmm. got to drop them on those little brown babies over there. So um, anyway, I, I just wanted to uh, caution people not to get sidetracked because we have a chance at, at, at uh, gaining some freedom back if we continue on the road that was basically the... the uh, paved by Ron Paul. I have to say that uh, he is the the one, actually, he was uh, more the centerpiece of yeah, the Yeah, the centerpiece. He didn't really do it. Uh, his activists yeah. did it. He he kind of allowed them to do it. And I really think I, I, I do totally agree on this one because I think that um, the Tea Party movement is getting, if it hasn't been co-opted, it is getting co-opted by the Republicans. And this is a movement about small government responsible spending that was a big tent that allowed people, you know, disenchanted Democrats, libertarians, independents, and Republicans in there. But you, you 
get them up there, uh, you get you put the the speakers up on the stage, and uh, you know w- what do they start talking about? They'll start talking about the border fence, the aliens are attacking us, and um, they'll t- they'll talk about and and the right to life and and wars, and you know that they're they're just doing Republican rhetoric up there when the Tea Party isn't about that. The Tea Party was about taxes uh, in the beginning. The Tea Party is about taxes again, and the stinking Republicans think it's about them. Yeah, well, it's definitely uh, something, even though it wasn't the Ron Paul, even though Ron Paul was just the figurehead of the movement, I don't think that movement could have gotten uh, advanced as far as it was if they didn't have Ron Paul as an example. Because there's a man who spent 30 years in Congress doing what he thought was right rather than just going with the flow and trying to get all the money from Mm -hmm. everybody he could. The, the man actually had some uh, some integrity, and that's something you don't see in office. And that's, I think, that was such a shock, and and it was a rallying point behind the people that wanted true liberty. And so I I, I do have to give Ron Paul the credit there, and I'm a, I think it's a shame for people like Palin to move in there and try and uh, cash in on that. And actually, I lived in Alaska 15 years ago, and I don't even know who this woman is. Never heard of her. Obviously, she came along after I left. But no, just another power seeker. That's all. She's just a just yeah. a power seeker with uh, with boobies that uh, is really you know f- uh, essentially attractive to many of the uh, you know wasp folks that make up the Republican Party and make up uh, people that consider themselves freedom oriented. So anybody that's suckered in by her is just not paying attention. And I don't know how come she actually endorsed Rand Paul, but she did not endorse uh, Deborah Medina. So it's obvious that I don't know what her thinking was in endorsing Rand Paul. And obviously, well, is uh, Deborah Medina you know, as much of a uh, fascist as Rand Paul? No, Medina is more like Rand Paul than, okay. than Rand Paul is. But Rand Paul is, is pretty good. I mean, I have to admit that he's got a couple of points that I disagree with, as, as you've pointed out in the past. Yep. But Rather than throw the baby out with the bathwater, I will take a Rand Paul any day and and uh, expect that he will mature into a Ron Paul. I kind and of I, I do. I kind of agree with you on on, on this particular one, Gene, because uh, you know what what is your option? I, I know Ian's uh, you know Ian would like to see something different, and I entirely agree with him. I'd like to see something different too. But um, options? There's lots of options. I mean, if you're talking about politics, there's plenty of political candidates that have more principles not than, if you're uh, in, um, not if Rand you're Paul. in Kentucky and I'm going to vote in the Senate campaign oh, I, well, well most of us aren't well, in Kentucky so. I would like so. to only vote for Christian anarchists so I'm going to not vote for anybody or not support anybody unless they're a Christian anarchist be, be, be sure that you berate the crap out of anybody who's not oh, a Christian I'm anarchist berate too the crap out of everybody right. that's not a Christian tell anarchist, them tell no. them what bad people they are and make sure that you make it clear to them that they are not welcome in your house uh, in um, you know any level of friendship you know anything like that and then yeah, you'll people have that advocate killing innocent pe- things. people that advocate imprisoning innocent people and putting them in front of military tribunals don't belong in my house. He's not advocating people that, um, imprisoning people that are innocent. He's advocating people not be given trials. It's uh, different, but uh, you know it's a slight uh, difference. Well, if you don't have a trial, then you've pretty much been imprisoned and you're innocent because no one's proven he, you guilty. He's mistaken on that. Ian. Uh, I don't think you're going to find any of us disagree- any of us agreeing with him on that point. Well, but don't chase to, uh, but, don't chasten me for not allowing him to sit down with me at dinner because I don't uh, I don't I don't feel like talking to somebody like that. It's despicable. So you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't sit down to dinner with uh, George Bush for the opportunity to uh, 
you know, maybe straighten him out and educate him a little bit? No, he wouldn't. Nah. Ian, Ian would take some kind of principled stand. He'd make some microwave you know, food. He'd, he'd, he'd demigogue um, the whole way through and, you know, just not accomplish crap. He's He likes it in his own little corner of the world where nothing gets done, but he's right. Ian, it's a big planet, and we have to rub elbows with a lot of people that we don't like, and we have to maybe try and, and, and talk some sense into some people that are senseless. And you're not going to be able to do that if you're just going to lock yourself in a closet and say na 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 to everybody. Yep. Sorry. All right. Gene, thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Obviously, I have uh, had conversations with people with uh, with which I disagree. I'm a member of the uh, the Keen Police Hugging Squad. I offer hugs to uh, the police right. officers. So what you're saying is, is that you'll treat people in real life differently than you'll treat them when you're um, talking about them on the radio. And I don't think that that builds bridges either. Well, you know, I, I'm just trying to think here. I, 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 it's distasteful to me yes, to, it is distasteful. to want to uh, the idea of sitting down. I want every down, politician to believe everything that I believe. I the, want that. It's distasteful to me the idea of sitting down uh, at dinner with somebody like a Rand Paul or a George Bush or, you know, Barack Obama. Rand Paul but, is not in the category of those people. Well, he asked me about George Bush. Would I sit down with him? And I said I would not. But then again, I'm thinking, well, I have, you know, given hugs to the police and I've talked to them and I found them to be reasonable in many ways. So well, maybe maybe I, I could be convinced. But I think there's a difference between the average cop and a power seeking politician, personally. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything. Hour 2 is on the way. Who would you sit down with? Free Talk Live. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the second hour of the program. You can dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Going to the phones and the fun, Dino is in Japan. And you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Dino. Uh, Thanks for taking my call, Ian. What's on your Uh, mind? Hello to you and Mark. Yes, sir. Um, Go for it. I wanted to uh, say I heard that uh, we pro- probably need to start a new party called the Coffee Party. <laughs> the Coffee Party? That's to wake up members of the Tea Party, <laughs> as well as other people around the country. Um, but definitely, um, there needs to be some kind of a, a awakening <laughs> to let people know that that, that party's been usurped and basically co-opted by um, neocons. 
but uh, that's that's basically it. But also, I don't see any legitimacy in the federal government. I think the federal government in itself is basically to the core corrupt, and it needs to be ignored. And um, what you guys are doing in New Hampshire, and there's also uh, things happening, from what I understand, in in Georgia and and, and around the country, that needs to be recognized. Uh, states are starting to realize this as well. Some states are starting to realize that the federal government is basically out of control and they're stealing the people's money and they just need to be ignored and maybe they'll go away. Um, and, and that's basically it. But I, I just I am to on board that with that, dude. Party. The more people that ignore the federal government, the better. Because it really it only it only exists because so many people believe in it because so many people are brainwashed with the ideas that government is necessary and government and give is good. Oh well, yeah, and they voluntarily participate in uh, in giving it uh, their their hard earned money. So as soon as those things can start, uh, it's or, not voluntary. It's uh it, it's extortion. And when they when somebody you know well, if, without if mass compliance it if, won't work. If somebody sticks a gun in your face and says give me your wallet because you give them your wallet does not mean that you that's a voluntary act. That's that is true. An incorrect statement and you're only propping up what they say about their voluntary system. No, but 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 Mark the the gun example does apply on an individual basis, but <laughs> well, it doesn't that's on the a one mass I'm worried about. on a mass basis. If a bunch of people stop going along here? with. If the, yes, if a bunch of people stopped going along with the demands of the people calling themselves the state, then they wouldn't have the kind of uh, power that they that they do today. Now, of course, that's fantasy talk because it's not very likely that any significant amount of people is going to break away at any one time uh, from the state. However, one person at a time refusing to go along with the, the demands of the robbers uh, can make a difference. Because luckily, these types of robbers aren't going to blast you in the face with a gun right away. It's going to take them yes, a long time. It takes them a long time to pull the trigger. Right, exactly. <laughs> so it's not exactly it's not an exact analogy. Go ahead, uh, Dino, with your further so, thoughts. Uh, um, no, I, I'm, I'm pretty much in agreement. Um, I think that uh, there has to be, and there will be, well, there definitely has to be, I don't know if there will be, but there has to be a, a peaceful rev- revolution. And um, uh, I'm doing evolution, what I can as I like to, to put say. together this peaceful revolution. Uh, I want to thank Mark for being involved with it as well. Indeed. But um, I, there's an awakening going on, and um, I, I think as much as we can, we need to help uh, people realize that there's no violent, solution to this. It's, it's definitely a peaceful revolution that needs to take place, and um, I, I see it, they, they talk about weapons of mass destruction, I see it ideas of mass creation. Awesome. And I'll hang up and listen from here. Thank you, Dino. I appreciate that at 800-259-9231. I like that. Ideas of mass creation. It's beautiful. So you can bring up anything here at 800-259-9231. I prefer the term peaceful evolution uh, because... As I've said before, revolution suggests beginning around at the beginning, you know, starting around at the beginning again, uh, whereas evolution, I think, suggests moving on and moving up. So what Dino's uh, decided to do uh, for his little part in it all um, is that he's put together like this conference call where people of, you know, sort of a liberty mindset, anybody, honestly, but, uh, you know, it's, it's marketed as a, you know, to, to people with liberty mindsets can come in and talk about their ideas for uh, freedom and things like that. And so he's created a little round table. And if, if, uh, you know, as you said, thinking in groups, if more people did this, more people would be talking about the ideas of liberty mm. um, and, and more people's ideas of liberty would be getting more evolved more quickly. 
You know, I was thinking about what we talked about last hour when uh, Gene asked me the question. We're talking about Rand Paul and uh, him being, you know, not principled. And Gene asked the question, well, if you had the chance to talk to George Bush to sit down with him at dinner and, and try to, you know, knock some sense into him or something like that, or Barack Obama or something like that, some muckety-muck politico. Not that it matters with George Bush anymore, right? <laughs> yeah. I, what he if, thinks is, isn't really relevant any longer. If you had a chance to talk to some uh, political power seeker and try to knock some sense into him, you know, would you would you do that? And uh, I was thinking about it a little bit more over the break, and I thought, well, one of my one of the toughest things for me is is keeping a love and compassion mindset Same here. in the face of... Of uh, those who are not that way, in the face of those who would aggress, in the face of those who are aggressing and those who do aggress, uh, it, it's difficult for me. As an example, today I was uh, pulled over because uh, well, I don't really want to get into all the details, but basically because I have a private plate on the back of uh, of my car, and uh, they, of course, decided to call a tow company and have the the car towed away. Uh, luckily, I was able to tow it to my house. I guess they don't impound things here in New Hampshire, which is uh, maybe not in all circumstances. So it, it could have been worse, right? I could have had to had it towed to a, to a tow yard and then had to pay an impound fee to get it out. Indeed, that would have and stunk. And then somehow got it back to the house. So instead, I you know paid a hundred bucks to the tow guy to tow it back to directly to my house. But during this uh, encounter, which I quicked, by the way, you can see it over at uh, I think it's quickqik.freekeen.com. But during the encounter, uh, when we were watching as they loaded the uh, the tow uh, the tow truck loaded the car up on the, on its back, we just kind of were just standing there. And I thought about um, asking questions of the officers, but I had to, you know somebody else was with me, and it just wasn't an appropriate situation because I didn't want to make things worse. There was already a, a car accident earlier that I was responding to. But I realized later on that I should have offered those cops a hug, and I didn't think about it at that moment because, you know, I was being aggressed against, and the last time something happened with the uh, the aggressors when uh, the activists were out at the, one of the prisons here, I was not in that mindset then either, and, uh, and you know, I wasn't angry today. Uh, I wasn't in that particular uh, state of mind, but I definitely wasn't in the defensive somewhat. Yeah, I definitely wasn't in the loving uh, state of mind either. So yeah. if and and honestly, I you know, I understand being angry with the bureaucrats, but you're not going to teach them. You're not going to show them anything unless you show them from the point of view of love and respect. And so, you know, I mean, that's that's the way that one's going to have any kind of success, you know. Right. So so looking back on that, I, I regret not offering the the cop who was stealing my car uh, from me, uh, or at least, I guess they did, technically didn't steal it, but they did take away my freedom for an hour while I was forced to wait on the side of the road and then forced me uh, to paying a tow, tow truck driver to take my car back to the house. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, I realized later on that I should have been a little bit more compassionate. I should have been more compassionate in that encounter. And maybe you're right, Mark. Maybe you and Gene are right that, you know, if... Uh, if Rand Paul wanted to, for whatever reason, sit down with a radical like me, maybe that could only be a good thing. What right? if he wanted to do an interview? If he wanted to do an interview with me? Because I bet he does. Well, in that case, he better be exp- – he's going to have his feet held to the damn fire. Well, is that loving? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> is it? Is it not – is it, is it uh, somehow not loving to avoid the tough issues? Um, I think you would have – I think you can, t- you can talk about the tough issues, and this is what I've been trying to say all along, is I think you can talk about the tough issues, and you can talk about them in a loving fashion. Toll-free number, 800-259-9231. You know, since we've been talking about the Tea Party, there's somebody over at the Think Act 
Think Act Live blog that has some thoughts about the Tea Party, asking the question, are the Tea Party groups libertarian? She says, or he says, I'm not sure. My eyes just po- about popped out the other day when I heard someone say that the Tea Party folks are libertarian, not the ones that I met. The Tea Party seems to be about less government spending, but not on everything. They use the Constitution to oppose bailouts, but they don't oppose the Republican plan for health care spending. And uh, libertarians, for instance, oppose all government spending related to, uh, to health care. Libertarians also oppose government meddling of any kind in health care. Government meddling is what, uh, what got us into this mess in the first place. The blogger goes on about uh, his or her experiences at the tea parties here in a moment. 800-259-9231. And I think it's, it's the makeup of the rank and file at the tea parties that is the reason why you see the people that are heading them up as who they are. People like Sarah Palin and the other neocons that are doing it. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Do you remember the old Libertarian Party back when it was centered around the non-aggression principle? The LP used to serve as an educational vehicle, turning the public on to liberty through the electoral process and bringing activists together to further their own understanding of the philosophy. It was also the main feeder organization for the larger movement. We want to bring that LP back. Join the Libertarian wing of the Libertarian Party and help restore the party of principle. Visit TakeBackTheLP.info. That's TakeBackTheLP.info. This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. Dial in toll-free. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com features including the bulletin board system with over 500,000 posts. There are serious issues being discussed and asinine uh, stuff as well. Head on over to bbs.freetalklive.com. Get interactive for free. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Now then, critical thinking question. First, imagine you live in an area controlled by a violent gang. What if you started using words like we and us when discussing the gang and their activities, even though you weren't in the gang? No one in the gang knew or cared about you, and a lot of the gang's activities actually hurt you and your family. Would this kind of thinking eventually lead to sympathy for the gang's activities? I can't see how it wouldn't. resistance to the idea that the gang was even doing anything wrong? What if a violent gang was able to develop a 12-year indoctrination system that encouraged this kind of thinking? What if a violent gang already did? School Sucks Podcast is a show about the end of public education and the worship of violent gangs. Visit SchoolSucksProject.com to learn more. That's SchoolSucksProject.com as we continue to take your phone calls here. We'll uh, get back to the Tea Party blog post in a moment. But first, Jim is in Wisconsin, and you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jim. It's Tim. Oh, Tim. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, first, I got to say that... Um because during the, the break, all of a sudden, I realized that my cell phone, which is all I got, was down to one power bar. So I hope I won't be breaking up at all yet. Okay, sound um, fine. Go for uh, it. I, I really, um, when I even heard about the coffee party, I you know, heard Alex Jones mention it. I, I couldn't help feeling like, hey, I like that. And I also couldn't help you know, laughing a bit, too, um, the way it sounded. Uh, it's funny. Especially when, uh, you know, coffee is also something that, you know, I, I, I'm really, really big about that. I really like, um, you sound like uh, you're really uh, big into coffee. Which, <laughs> I wish I was. I wish I just wanted to say, just as a little side note from last time, that it's it's honey. I like the 
the, the three and a half teaspoons, uh, not the raw sugar. I don't know I what I you're talking about. The wrong about. thing last time. But Do you remember that, Mark? Anyway, yes, okay, Mark anyway um, I, 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 I re, I'm really glad that, you know, they thought of that, you know, to wake up the, you know, those in, in the tea party because I, I really didn't, you know, really like hearing either about the tea parties, you know, getting started to get uh, infiltrated by, you know, uh, politicians like, you know, Sarah Palin. But that's what they do best. I think he lost his phone there. Thank you for the call. You know, politicians uh, like Sarah Palin have uh, have infiltrated uh, Free Talk Live. As a matter of fact, what do you mean by that? Well, we have uh, we have radio ads that were placed by oh, God. <laughs> Eric, uh, her book, uh, whatever, is being advertised on Free Talk Live. It's insidious. Yeah, I was a little uh, upset about that when uh, when I first found out. But <laughs> I don't know. Why, why should we turn down the money, right? I mean. Well, I, Ron I, Paul didn't take. Turn I down haven't the money read the book. The... Maybe, maybe the book is uh, an exercise in libertarian thought. For all I know, Ron Paul didn't turn down the money from the white supremacist. He uh, pointed out that he can use the money to advance his ideas. So, eh. anyway, uh, back to what uh, what Jim was was saying there about the uh, the tea, or Tim rather was saying about the tea parties being taken over. I, I just. I was never involved in the very beginning, so I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'll have to take people's word for it that it was actually somehow more pure in the initial days. But that's what politicians do: is they they run out in front of a parade, they 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 hold their lick their finger, hold it up in the air, figure out which way the political winds are blowing, and then they uh, they go run out in front of whatever parade that is, and they make it look like, yeah, wait, wait, I've been here all along. I've, yeah. I've been with you guys since day one, man. Yep. Hey, let me get up and speak. I'm running for office this year. And uh, that's kind of how things uh, tend to go. And uh, clearly, if the people that were the masses at the Tea Party, the the rank and file, if you will, if they had some level of principles, they would easily be able to realize what was being done to them and being done to these uh, these Tea Parties and make uh, bones about it. They'd be able to to raise uh, their hackles and you know make make an issue over it and start their own coffee party or whatever it is that we're they're talking about doing there but they don't they just go and they wave their signs and they uh, cheer and they chant and they make it they make themselves feel like something significant is going to change in the yeah, same lots way of, lots of chanting lots of cheering and it's no different what's going on here than what went on with the 2008 elections with the Democrats trying to make themselves believe that Barack Obama was somehow yes we can right that change, change. Uh, that, that he was Hope. some somehow going to be different. Tyranny. Nothing has changed. Little communist-type picture things. Barack Obama is just George Bush III, and uh, and the people that are running these Tea Party groups are the same cats that came up with but, the, uh, the, 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 the contract with America. And as you pointed out earlier this week, Mark, now they've got the second contract with America, as though people just didn't learn their lesson the first time. Apparently, they didn't. But Those uh, who haven't learned from history, apparently even the history they experienced, they don't even are know indeed what it is doomed now. to repeat it. These same people, I, I, I see the bumper stickers all the time here in uh, Keene, the bastion of uh, socialism that it is. Um, I see the bumper stickers of the uh, of, of the Obamaites on there, and they'll they'll have something like uh, you know peace, love, and unity, and then they'll have an Obama sticker sticking on their mm. car. I've seen the Obama stickers with the peace sign and the O. These Maybe they be- forgot to take them off. This guy doesn't know anything about peace, and I've talked to them. I've mm. talked to people who believe it was good that he got the peace prize because of wow. what he stands for. He stands for war. Yeah. Well, he couldn't get us out of that war anyway if he wanted to. He's the the commander in chief. Well, there's a lot more going on in the government than you know. What? Yeah. Oh, he's, he's got to listen to his generals. He's got to listen to his generals. These things take time. Don't worry, Mark. He'll get them out. Just <laughs> well, give him 20 years. Once well, he he won't be there 20 years. Right. 
It's just stupid. So back to uh, thinkactlive.wordpress.com and their uh, blog from somebody who's been attending these tea parties and wants to share their thoughts, saying that the uh, the, the rank and file of the tea party folks uh, support the wars, the undeclared wars, as well as torture. Yes, they do. At least the individuals I spoke with think it's okay to torture suspected terrorists. There was no convincing them otherwise, even when I pointed out that it's against the law and that we lose our moral authority when we tell others not to do what we're willing to do. A libertarian will support a war against a foreign government that attacks us, but not against a group of thugs that ought to be brought to justice by use of existing laws. Our mil- oh, oh, I guess libertarians, by the way, would disagree on the, the war issue. Uh, I used to call myself that, and when I uh, when I would have called myself a libertarian, I don't think I would have necessarily agreed with the military going out warmongering, maybe in the early, early days of uh, me being in the Libertarian Party. But nonetheless, uh, she, she or he goes on to say that our military is not supposed to be used in a law enforcement capacity. We that's ought- the stupidest thing in the world. Using a soldier as a police officer uh, diminishes the value of the soldier um, and and honestly uh, you know, demeans what police officers do. Soldiers don't know how to do police work. Police don't know how to do soldier work. And to, to mix these guys up as though they're the same thing is silly. They go on to say dangerous. that uh, they ought not okay treatment for a group that's wrong for individuals. There are so many problems with all of this. Uh, also, I don't think the Tea Party is as concerned about the Constitution as they might think they are. The impression I get is that they want Washington to follow it as far as they want to go with it. Just ask them to refuse FEMA disaster assistance or any other entitlement that they think they uh, they should be able to get and, ask that, and then see what their reaction is. Their support of candidates is also mixed. They like some good ones and they like some doozies. I realize there are 387 Tea Party meetup groups with uh, 31,688 members and I've only spoken with a handful, but that handful was in no way libertarian yeah i i have to agree with his uh his his assessment i i i'm not saying that i don't think the tea party movements have value but you need to know what you're getting and what you're getting by and large is a republican election machine the toll-free number is 800-259-9231 i still found it worthwhile to attend uh and to hand out my propaganda to these people in the same way that these folks are talking about having their little coffee party these are still people that I think are ripe for the message of freedom, and they can, some of them can be brought on board, so it's worth it. It's worth the effort. It's Free Talk Live. The highly anticipated new documentary, Reclaiming the Blade, featuring Viggo Mortensen, Carl Urban, John Rice davies and Star Wars legend Bob Anderson, is now available at SwordMovie.com. The number one movie on iTunes is now available on a two-disc set that includes hours of swordplay instructional videos, behind-the-scenes footage, exclusive interviews, and a documentary on the making of a real sword. Visit SwordMovie.com today for your chance to win one of many real historical replica swords, as well as the wonderful Force FX lightsabers from Hasbro. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the Sickle CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can bring up absolutely anything. As yes, we you continue. can. Yes, you can. As we continue here, you can join us on our website. We've got archives going back to the beginning of 2009. January 1st of 2009. You can go all the way back there in our podcast completely free. Those other talk shows want to charge you for their websites. We give it all away at freetalklive.com. and want to tell you about HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. It's whether you're starting a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, they make it easy for you. 
Also, they'll give you the first month free if you use code FTL when you go to HostGator.com. That's code FTL at HostGator.com for web hosting and domain name buying and all kinds of stuff. All right, so we continue here. And apparently, according to Paul Craig Roberts over at LewRockwell.com, it is finally official. I'm not sure how this is, but we'll see what he has to say. The U.S. is a police state. Americans have been losing the protection of law for years. In the 21st century, the loss of legal protections accelerated with the Bush administration's war on terror, which continues under the Obama administration and is essentially a war on the Constitution and U.S. civil liberties. The Bush regime was determined to vitiate habeas corpus in order to hold people indefinitely without bringing charges. The regime had acquired hundreds of prisoners by paying a bounty for terrorists. Afghan warlords and thugs responded to the financial incentive by grabbing unprotected people and selling them to the Americans. Yeah, I mean, it, please think about the slave trade for a minute here, people. I mean, how did the slave trade operate in, uh, you know, in Africa? Well, they offered money to the tribes or, you know, not money, but uh, goods, wealth mm-hmm. to the uh, you know tribes in Western Africa to get other people for them. And they, you know, they'd have their little wars and in their wars, they grab people and um, they then sell them to the, the, the slave traders, the Dutch and, and, and those kind of people. Um and, uh, you know, this that's all that's going on here. You know, somebody who's out of favor uh, for whatever reason was w- were sold into slavery. Yeah, that's true, except these guys aren't even, uh, you know, they're just taking up cells. I mean, the slaves at least were out picking cotton. I'm not saying that was a good thing. I'm just saying it's not quite an exact analogy. Well, but but they they provide value to the government in the same way that a slave would. I mean, uh, they they don't work necessarily, but the taxpayers who are also slaves um, are required to work in order to care to for those for particular people. Mm-hmm. They are a thing to be cared for. That's a good point. The Bush regime needed to hold the prisoners without charges because it had no evidence against the people and didn't want to admit that the U.S. government had stupidly paid warlords and thugs to kidnap innocent people. In addition, the Bush regime needed terrorists prisoners in order to prove that there was a terrorist threat. As there was no evidence against the detainees, most have now been released without charges after years of detention and abuse. The U.S. government needed a way around U.S. and international laws against torture in order that the government could produce evidence via self-incrimination. The Bush regime found inhumane and totalitarian-minded lawyers and put them to work at the U.S. Department of Justice to invent arguments that the Bush regime did not need to, in fact, obey the law. The Bush regime created a new classification for its detainees that it used to justify denying legal protection and due process to the detainees. As they were not U.S. citizens and were demonized by the regime as the 760 most dangerous men on earth, there was, a li- there was little public outcry over the regime's unconstitutional and inhumane actions. As our founding fathers, and by the way, the reason why there should be outcry over these things is because the system of uh, legal protections... The habeas corpus and uh, the various different uh, amendments to the, 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 the Bill of Rights, the, the, the amendments to the Constitution. The reason why these things are put in there is not to protect criminals, but to protect the innocent against being accused as a criminal. To protect somebody who didn't do the crime from doing the time. But yet when uh, people get all shook up over terrorism... They they right. just put it's, it aside. Right. And and this is what, you know, Rush Limbaugh will say this all the time about the Democrats is they'll say, well, it's not the, you know, it, it's about the severity of the charge, not the accuracy of it or something like that. He's got this little uh, uh, little little phrase that he says over and over again. But he'll say that, well, you know, the Democrats level a, a hefty charge at somebody. It doesn't matter if it's accurate or not. And that's what they do. Da, 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 da. 
That's what the Bush administration did. Mm-hmm. They leveled, uh, you know, if, if somebody levels the charge terrorist at somebody, your average lockstep bumper sticker Republican will say, well, we'll let's chop their head off. Yep. <laughs> same thing. You can do the same thing with baby rapist if you want to. Right. I mean, if, you can just. Right. Those are the two. Those are the two phrases, um, child molester and uh, a terrorist that you can essentially do. And, and I think to some extent, illegal alien mm-hmm. that you could essentially do anything you want to those people and a certain segment of the population, a large segment of the population will say it's okay right because they are telling themselves in their minds well i would never be a terrorist or i would never be a child molester or i would never be a uh, a, a so-called illegal alien and so therefore they feel like well it's no problem then to throw these other people to the wolves because well i would never get caught up in that but that's just it uh, you know, you don't ever know when well, they're going to outlaw something the, that you like. The way that they um, they react to it, it it it's it's what they're trying to do is to from a, a you know a, a standpoint of, of dealing with a group is they're trying to absolve themselves of any guilt. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm not a child molester. Let's kill the child molesters. Um, you know that that's what they're trying to say. They're saying something about themselves when mm. they say that say that let's kill the child molesters, the terrorists. They're saying, hey, I'm not one of those. Let's go, let's go get them. Let's get them, fellas. It's a Pandora's box they're opening, however, because one thing leads to another. And as Craig Roberts points out here, as the founding fathers and a long list of scholars have warned, once civil liberties are breached, they're breached for us all. Soon, U.S. citizens were being held indefinitely in violation of their habeas corpus rights. Dr. Afia Siddiqui, an American citizen of Pakistani origin, might have been the first. Dr. Siddiqui, a scientist educated at MIT and Brandeis University, was seized in Pakistan for no known reason, sent to Afghanistan, and was held secretly for five years in the U.S. military's notorious Bagram prison in Afghanistan. Her three young children were with her at the time she was abducted. One an eight-month-old baby. She has no idea what has become of her youngest two children. Her oldest child, seven years old, was also incarcerated in Bagram and subjected to similar abuse and horrors. Siddiqui's never been charged with any terrorism-related offense. A British journalist, hearing her piercing screams as she was being tortured, disclosed her presence. An embarrassed U.S. government responded to the, to, to the disclosure by sending Siddiqui to the U.S. for trial on the trumped-up charge that while a captive, she grabbed a U.S. soldier's rifle and fired two shots, attempting to shoot him. The charge apparently originated as a U.S. soldier's excuse for shooting Dr. Siddiqui twice in the stomach, resulting in her near death. On February 4th, Dr. Siddiqui was convicted by a New York jury for attempted murder. The only evidence presented against her was the charge itself and an unsubstantiated claim that she had once taken a pistol firing course at an American firing range. No evidence was presented of her fingerprints on the rifle that this frail and broken 100-pound woman had allegedly seized from an American soldier. No evidence was presented that a weapon was fired, no bullets, no shell casings, no bullet holes. Just an accusation. And if anybody thinks that this can't happen to them, they don't have to look any further than their local courtroom. I was just in a trial that had to do with uh, one of the tra- – I think it was a traffic situation that one of the liberty activists was uh, was involved in here. And it was actually Nick Ryder, uh, as, as I recall. And – or maybe Nick was defending somebody. Anyway, in that trial, it basically came down to – yeah, Nick was defending uh, one of the other activists here. And the, the, the trial basically came down to uh, the, the allegation from the, the state was that, well, so-and-so put this plate on their car and they, they weren't supposed to do that. Because they, the guy had put a, a plate, or allegedly, he had put a plate on uh, his car that wasn't registered to that car. 
right? right? Uh, you know, this is he was attempting to purchase the car, and yeah. and and people do this. I've done this. You want to get the car home? You haven't gotten everything taken care of. I don't even know. I don't even know how you do this with how you buy a car without doing this. Quite honestly, you take a plate that you've got that's a legit plate and paid for. You stick it on the car you've just bought, and then you go to the ban misuse of plates. Right, and then You're you go to the, the courthouse or whatever it is you've got to do in order to purchase the car. I have no. I mean, sometimes a deal will slip through your fingers if you don't do it right then. I yep. mean, you know, the person says, "All right, man, give me a thousand dollars for the car. You can take it now." I, I, you know, I don't have time to go and ask the beg the bureaucrats for permission for a you know a piece of metal that's going to take them you know God knows how long, and I've got to go make trips. It's nuts. But the whole trial came down to. The cop's word against his word. Because his point was the cop didn't see him actually transfer the plate. So how do you know it was him that did it? You can't prove your case. Who was found guilty anyway? More coming up. You bring up anything. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind if you dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you all the features for free on the site. And if you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. So start your shopping experience over at amazon.freetalklive.com. And we're talking about a story over at lurockwell.com, Paul Craig Roberts, saying that now it is official. The U.S. is a police state. I'm not quite sure what it exactly is that uh, makes him think it's official now as opposed to the last five years. I mean, yeah, what's changed? Seems like the, uh, well, I mean, it, it, it does get worse over time, uh, but it seems like the U.S. What was, has been what was a the final straw in, in his mind? I'm not sure. I don't know if, uh, if he's made that clear yet, but maybe he will shortly here. He's talking about a woman named Dr. Afia Siddiqui, an American citizen of Pakistani origin who was seized in Pakistan for no known reason, sent to Afghanistan and held secretly for five years in their uh, U.S. military's Bagram prison in yeah. Afghanistan. And this isn't just some kind of uh, crackpot story. I mean, I've heard this story. I've heard this story. Um, and, you know, I didn't do the kind of research that he's done into the uh, the legal case. Uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, it could very well be that this, you know, as far as I was concerned, this woman could very well have been a terrorist for all I knew. Well, uh, there's no evidence, of course, for that. And And uh, the problem is, is that we're sending the military, the United States government is sending the military around the world to do policing things. The military shouldn't be doing policing things. It's bad for the military, unsafe for them, and it's unsafe, honestly, for the world. This is an organization that should be sent out to kill people and break things. If you're going to send out the military, it should be a very, very, very good reason. Not speculation that there might be terrorists hiding behind the cacti and, um, you know, riding their, their camels or whatever it is that they think they're doing out there in Afghanistan. Do they have cacti in Afghanistan? I have no idea what they have in Afghanistan. Probably do, but I don't know. They British, got poppy plants. I know that much. British journalist heard, the, heard this woman's piercing screams. That's how she was discovered in the first place. It was pretty much an accident. Uh, that uh, the U.S. military essentially had to, that, at that point, admit that they were holding this woman. Then later, they decided to charge her with attempted murder for allegedly shooting, uh, grabbing a uh, soldier's rifle and firing two shots in an attempt to shoot him. He didn't actually well, get while shot. While she was in prison. I mean, they, yeah. they didn't charge her for anything that, the, you know, they'd held her for seven years. They didn't. Wh- what was the reason she was there in the first place? One really has to wonder, uh, you know, I mean... <laughs> That's never been presented. Is it fair, right, and just to charge someone for, uh, you know, trying 
trying to violently overthrow their their imprisonment when they shouldn't have been imprisoned in the first place? Well, they never actually presented any any evidence that she fired a weapon. Uh, they the, never no, presented no bullet casing, no holes, no nothing, pictures of holes nothing, in the wall. Nothing. I mean, I understand the, why you might have not have bullet casings, but a, a picture of the hole in the wall. At the very least, you should be able to show where the hole was patched. Something. Yeah, nothing at all. Uh, basically, they just said she did it. It was their word against and hers. And yet another jury that says, oh, well, you know, they, the government says that it's true. It must yep, be she true. was convicted. Uh, Wikipedia has this to say about the trial. The trial took an unusual turn when an FBI official asserted that the fingerprints taken from the rifle, which was purportedly used by Afia to shoot at the U.S. interrogators, did not match hers. An ignorant and bigoted American jury convicted her for being a Muslim. This is the kind of justice that always results when the state hypes fear and demonizes a group. The people who should have been on trial are the people who abducted her, disappeared her young children, skipped her across international borders, violated her civil liberties, tortured her apparently for the fun of it, raped her, and uh, attempted to murder her with two gunshots to her stomach. Instead, the victim was put on trial and convicted. This is the unmistakable hallmark of a police state, and the victim this time is an American citizen. Anyone can be next. Indeed, on February 3rd, Dennis Blair, the national or the director of the National Intelligence of National Intelligence, told the House Intelligence Committee that it was now defined policy that the US government can murder its own citizens on the sole basis of someone in the government's judgment that that particular American is a threat. No arrest, no trial, no conviction, just execution upon suspicion of being a threat. This shows how far the police state has advanced. A presidential appointee in the Obama administration tells an important committee of Congress that the executive branch has decided it can murder American citizens abroad if it thinks that they're a threat. I, and I did see this story uh, past my desk a while back. I yeah, don't think we got to it. It on just sounded show. so hyperbolic. I didn't really even pay much attention to it. It's true. Uh, I can hear readers saying the government might as well kill Americans abroad as it kills them at home. Waco, Ruby Ridge, the Black Panthers. Yes, the U.S. government has murdered its citizens, but Dennis Blair's defined policy is a bold new development. The government, of course, denies that it intended to kill the Branch Davidians, Randy Weaver's wife and child, or the Black Panthers. The government says that Waco was a terrible tragedy and an unintended result brought on by the Branch Davidians themselves. The government says that Ruby Ridge was Randy Weaver's fault for not appearing in court on a day that had been miscommunicated to him the black panthers the government says were dangerous criminals who insisted on a shootout in no previous death of a u.s citizen by the hands of the u.s government has the government claimed the right to kill americans without arrest trial and conviction of a capital crime in contrast dennis blair has told the u.s congress that the executive branch uh, has assumed the right to murder americans who it deems a threat well what defines a threat who will make that decision well, what it means is that the government will murder whomever it chooses. There's no one to watch them. There's no one to uh, keep an eye on things. There's no one. There's to no even one know. to even hold them accountable. No, you won't even know it happens. There's no we, more. We complete... didn't know about this woman. Who nope. had ever heard the Sadiqi woman's name before? I certainly hadn't. I it pay probably hit the news. Stuff. Yeah, it probably hit the news, but you know, obviously it didn't hit it big. Well, no, I meant originally um, when she was arrested and uh, and put in, incarcerated. Oh, right, right. Yeah, they could. This is an American citizen. Right, they could have. They could have popped oh, her right I then. I know she's not a real American citizen, is she? She's a Muslim. 
Right. And this is, I'm sorry, this is the racism inherent in this jingoist bullcrap. And it's there. People don't want to say it. They don't want to say, oh, well, uh, we don't, you know, this isn't a war on Islam. This is a war on uh, radical Islam, on Islamo-fascists or whatever it is. But you don't know what an Islamo-fascist looks like, but you do know what a Muslim looks like or somebody from that general vicinity of the world. There's no more complete or compelling evidence of a police state than the government announcing that it will murder its own citizens if it views them as a threat, according to Paul Craig Roberts. Ironic, he says, isn't it, that the war on terror to supposedly make us safe ends in a police state with a government declaring the right to murder American citizens who it regards as a threat. Though I would say to uh, Paul Craig Roberts that the war on terror hasn't ended. This is just where it's currently at. I mean, it's... There's much more to go on here. As they said in the last administration, and they likely still believe today, this is a war that will last for generations. This is a war that uh, it, it has no defined enemy. The terrorist threat is as nebulous as, as one can get. At least when there was a war against, you know, fill-in-the-blank country, it was pretty clear yeah. as to who they were fighting. You knew what uh, was going on with Japan at the very least. As you understood. Uh, right I, mean, I believe the government it took been. it far too, too far when they dropped, uh, you know, nuclear weapons on Hiroshima, Hiroshima and Nagasaki. I think they took it too far when they essentially agitated for the uh, attack on Pearl, Pearl Harbor in the first place. Eh, you know, I mean, I, there's, a, there's a lot of lot of argument to be had in that particular arena. But I at least know. then it's clear who the so-called enemy is. In this case, it's just whoever they decide to say, oh, there's a terrorist over there. Let's get him. Yeah. There's no doubt the government wanted World War II. At least uh, uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt wanted World War II, likely because he knew that the uh, from the broken window fallacy that the government would have to would have to buy a lot of stuff and therefore manage to uh, you know cover up that his socialist fascio uh, fascist socialist programs didn't work. But how long is it going to be, Mark, before... I mean, what, what Paul Craig Roberts is saying here is that it's now the policy that the government can just go over and kill an American citizen, so-called, in another country. But how long is it going to be before they just start doing preemptive murderings here? How long will it be before they just go and they raid, uh, you know, some house on suspicion that there are terrorists being harbored there? And, well, you know, they but picked they up do- their guns, so we had to shoot them all. But that's, and- that's what they're doing already. I mean, you pointed out with Ruby Ridge and Waco and all that other stuff, they did that anyway. Yeah. I mean, the, the, they don't have to have it be legal. They won't be – they won't say it's legal. They'll just say – Oh well, my God! They 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 picked necessary. up a they picked up a baby raping device, and we had to shoot. You know that that that, that fires projectiles at us. Yeah. You know whatever they'll say, whatever they want, and it'll be justified. Americans will go on ho hum, and they'll find out. You know they'll, they'll be more interested in what Sarah what Sarah Palin said or whatever. You know right. the, whatever news story. Or watch is. some Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, whatever news story is big at that time. So it's a sad story, but it doesn't stop here. It'll keep getting worse. Until it finally gets better. Whenever that is, I hope it's soon. I really do. I really hope that this tyranny is over uh, within our lifetime. I hope that we can say goodbye to this just oppressive, ludicrous, and extreme uh, federal government and break away and start our own lives again and and not have a a significant portion of our wealth extracted from us by force and and used to kill people, uh, kill our brothers and sisters around the world. And it's just... It's high time this this ends. Really, well, you know, I, I'm I'm all for uh, you know it's it's fine with me the idea of a just war. I'm not against that. I just think that the the, the you know I think it's a fic uh, a, a fiction. I don't I I'd like to hear about this just war. Certainly in American history, I'd like to pick it apart. I think the Mexican American War might be the best one, but it's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. There was saber rattling on this side too. 
You can bring up anything. Hour number three is on the way. Uh, we'll go international news. Apparently there's uh, some union situation in Greece that is really serious. I'm not sure what that Riots is. Riots in the streets. Riots, actually. No. We'll get to that here. Uh, hour three is coming up. You can bring up anything. Free Talk Live. Money talks, and it sounds just like Jim Cramer. I'm Cramer. Money talks, and sometimes it shouts when the results speak for themselves. Investors worldwide follow Jim Cramer's advice on TV, in books, and on websites like thestreet.com. And whether the market's up, down, or sideways, Jim's always hunting down a bull market. And now you can follow Cramer's portfolio at getcramer.com. Okay, here's how it works. Every time I buy or sell, I will email you ahead of time. Did you hear me? Ahead of time. It's like, if you can read, you can read my mind. My portfolio, fueled by my great research, is designed to deliver success. And I'll share it with you at GetKramer.com. Today, you can sign up for two weeks of free access to Kramer's Picks and Portfolio. Just go to GetKramer.com and enter code word FREE. GetKramer.com free today. Go to GetKramer.com. Code word free. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want as we launch here into the third hour of the program. Take control of the airwaves and dial in at 800-259-9231. The number brought to you by SACL CAI. 1-800-259-9231 tonight. It's Ian with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We go right into your phone calls here and uh, start out with Adam in Canada. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Adam. Hi there. I wanted to ask Mark a question about imprisonment. Um, long-time listener, I'm aware of uh, the fact that he didn't actually hurt anybody but went to prison. Uh, mm-hmm. he's still, I'm still there, aren't I? Yeah, here you are. You with me? Great. Yeah, we got um, Mark, you, you did say you weren't sure what you should think about a lady who uh, attacked with, with an assault rifle, uh, shot a few guards when she was wrongfully imprisoned. She did not but, uh, attack a guard. There was no guard that was harmed. They alleged that she shot at the guard, uh, but they never proved that she did. They just claimed it. Uh, Go ahead, though. Understood. Uh, Mark did suppose that that may or may not be a valid course of action given the, the alleged circumstances. I'd like to ask him. I do, I do know he spent nine years in a federal penitentiary in Florida. Uh, maximum state, security. State, secure, state, uh, state prison. I'm sorry. Um, he did go there after a trial, however, this woman did not, and he did. He was fully aware it was a nine-year sentence. Hers was indefinite. Mark, I'd just like to ask you, uh, and I'll let, uh, I'll let you um, um, continue without me, how would you feel if you didn't have a, a, a length attached to your sentence, if, if Jack was home and you didn't know when you'd be back for him? What, what would you do after seven years? Yeah, you know, I, I I can't answer what I would uh, you know feel like if if that woman if I was in that woman's shoes. I mean, I I know what I actually I know what I would feel like, um, and I would say that likely I I think that in that case that she's essentially a prisoner of war, and according to the United States government's rules, that uh, a, a soldier's one obligation when they're a prisoner of war mm-hmm. is to escape. Um, and right, you know, well, obviously, she did act like a soldier. I mean, they no. took her in as if she were a soldier, so she acted like one, didn't she? You know, I I would see no reason if they treated her like one. I would see no re, you know no nothing wrong with her acting like one. Act so like therefore, one. she's an um you know it really is her obligation yeah. to to shoot people. But she's yeah, an American. She's an American citizen, and I just don't I I 
it's the it's sort of the you Even know if she wasn't i mean all all people around the world now are enemy combatants you don't have to be american or not not to uh be labeled that now yeah that did change with the military commissions act i think in 2006 sure but i mean you know one one would then have to ask what would be the if she did in fact do what she was accused of and we'd have and there's really no evidence apparently that she did um is what what what, what good did it do None. Um, this this apparatus of uh, of the state is, is exactly. very good exactly. at violence. And that's what you're thinking for five or six years when you're sitting in there. But right. when does that stop mattering? I understand. I, I've got I've, I've got gotcha. you. Exactly. Um, you know, but that's, you're, that's, the, that's the thing. It's they, the thing that and got, they blame her. The the thing that saved her was being tortured, right? Um, was you know that that she was screaming, and then some journalist happened to hear um, hear her. So you know it was her re- resistance to tyranny in that way, not through violence that worked. Well, it didn't work. She's convicted. Well, it worked in getting oh. her found out. <laughs> right. And then they charged her with the uh, the attempted uh, murder. So didn't attempted really... murder against oh, a soldier. Really <laughs> I mean, right. Any other thoughts for us tonight, Adam? Not tonight. Thanks. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Ziggy to the UK. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Ziggy. Hi, guys. Hey, Zig. What's on your mind? Um, I've got a, got a question for you, Ian. Um, it's 20 years um, here today. So, well... Um, uh, the, the 10th of February here now. 20 years ago to the day since Nelson Mandela was released from prison. And I have a question. Considering you have quite a lot of contempt about um, of politicians, what are your thoughts of, about Nelson Mandela? I don't really know that much about him. Um, well, he was the leader of the ANC, which was the main opposition to apartheid in South Africa, and he was jailed for 27 years for heading up an illegal, you know, an, an organization which was outlawed under apartheid. Mm. Yeah, somebody gave me his uh, his autobiography on audio uh, book, and I, I just never got around to uh, to listening to it. Um, you know, I'm prepared to make the, the odd exception, and I would do for Mandela, because he, when he came out of prison, a lot of white Afrikaners feared that he was going to... Um, um, propagate um, retribution and, you know, a lot of white Afrikaners felt that the ANC were going to chase all white Afrikaners into the sea. And Mandela came out and he said, no, we need to make peace with, with one another. Good on him. Yeah, Mandela was very good on the the issue of race and equality. Um, he wasn't so great on the issue of uh, socialism. Um, you know, honestly, qu- kind of like uh, Martin Luther King and and uh, Barack Obama. Um, you know, they they think the government's a solution to 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 problems. But I I agree that he's, uh, you know, he's so good on race. I tend to overlook to some extent the rest of that stuff. But I didn't have to yeah. live under his government. Yeah. Um. I mean, you know, I think. You know, I mean, it's 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 kind of strange for, for for libertarians to understand that he was a figurehead and people looked up to him to lead. And you know, he led South Africa fairly well through you know a difficult transition. Yes, he led it. He led it. He led it with love towards uh, the you know the the group that imprisoned him, and I think that that's yeah. laudable. Good on him. And I would recommend I would recommend people go and see. It's probably still at the cinemas. The film Invictus. Um, which is which is it's been um, spun as, as as the film about South Africa winning the Rugby World Cup, but it's more to do with how Mandela um, held the country together. Really, is that a Clint Eastwood uh, movie? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I've heard good things about it. Ziggy, any other thoughts tonight? Yeah. Did you hear what um, happened to me? I know God did tell you in private. Well, he said he told you in private. I'm not sure. Is this the thing about the uh, the cable company not being able yeah. to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
my cable, uh, my, my uh, the council um, while they were doing some uh, work um, severed my cable, um, so I was left without a telephone and broadband, and then said to the cable company they couldn't fix it for three weeks, and then when three weeks came round. It, we had the heaviest snow in Britain for decades, so the cable company couldn't come out. So the council said, yeah, I had to wait another three weeks before <laughs> I could fix it. Yep. And when I came to fix it, and this is, this, is, this is the clincher, it took them 10 minutes to fix the problem. Wow. Yep. And the only reason they couldn't come out was because the, uh, the, the, regulation. the, city, the city government said, yep. no, I know we broke it and everything, but we, uh, you, you can't come out and fix it. It doesn't fit into our time frame or whatever. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> Well, that's all right. They're out there keeping you safe, Zig. Thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you tonight. 800. What were, where, where would we be without those regulations? It'd be crazy. It'd be anarchy. 1-800-259-9231. Except with the regulations, nothing gets flippin' fixed. That sounds like chaos to me. Anyway, we continue here. Uh, let's continue international news. We just had a call from Canada and uh, the UK. Mark, what's going on in Greece? Well, um... This is from the – I actually got it from the Free Talk Live website, but it's from the AP. Freetalklive.com. Yes, freetalklive.com, um, where we have a little aggregator there. You can put your stories up, so, you know, vote, vote people, other people's stories up, vote them down, whatever. Athens, Greece, a strike by civil servants shut down schools, grounded flights across Greece on Wednesday as unions challenged cutbacks aimed at ending a government debt, a, a government debt crisis that has shaken the entire European Union. Air traffic controllers, customs and tax officials, hospital doctors, school teachers walked off the job for 24 hours to protest sweeping government spending cuts that will freeze salaries and new hiring, cut bonuses and stipends and increase the average retirement age by two years to 63. <laughs> the strike left state hospitals working with emergency staff only and disrupted national rail mm. travel, although urban wow. mass transport was unaffected. It's a war against workers, and we will answer with war, with con- Constant struggles until this policy is overturned, said Christos Katastistis, a representative of the Communist Party-affiliated <laughs> labor union. Despite these strikes, markets reacted positively to indications that wealthy European countries are closer to rescuing Greece. Stocks in Europe rose Wednesday for the second day on expectations of some kind of decisive action to prevent Greek debt default that would uh, spread to other EU countries. So wait, wait. So let me see if I've understood you so far. The the country of Greece, the government there is in dire straits for whatever reason, bad economy, etc. Bad spending. Bad spending. Bad spending. They they are they are very very socialist. Mm. Their workers, their doctors and nurses and everybody in their government, everybody essentially works for the government. Those. um, So they're basically saying that uh, hey, this isn't nice. You're telling us we're not going to get a raise this year. Well, we're going on strike. We want more free stuff. Because when you work for the government, generally you make more than you would in the free market because, well, they've got labor unions that managed to cajole an organization that didn't earn the money in the first place. There's more uh, to the story here. I guess we'll uh, get to it here in moments. 800-259-9231. You can also bring up whatever's on your mind. Dial in. Call free. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. 
Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number. Dial on in at 800-259-9231. You're welcome to bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. At Manchester Brewing, the makers of John Thomas Red, they'd like to give you some advice on handling your John Thomas. First, never boil or freeze your John Thomas. Second, please keep your John Thomas away from pets, children, and radio-controlled devices. Thank you from ManchesterBrewing.com. As we continue here, uh, Mark, you were telling us an international story over in Greece. Apparently, the government workers are very, very upset. So upset, they don't even feel like coming into work. And it's all because they aren't getting enough stuff. They're not uh, getting enough pay raises and enough money and enough uh, benefits and more bureaucrats expanding the bureaucracy. Well, they're they're proposing to uh, to raise the retirement age uh, to 63. Um, that's two years to 63. Mm. Retirement age, 63. Um, uh, you know, the, these these government workers already get, uh, you know, generally government workers get paid more than their, their free market counterparts. Yes. And it's... Because they have big old unions, and especially if it's a government worker union and everybody works for the government, it's a very big, very powerful union. And this one happens to be connected to the Communist Party. Mm-hmm. So um, essentially, Greek Greece is is just mired in the worst debt situation. They're going to default on loans this year uh, and they recently you know they, they became a, a part of the EU and one of the the things about you know the EU, the way they were able to sell it to the bigger economies like uh, Great Britain, Germany, mm-hmm. places like that, uh, France, is uh, that they wouldn't have to pay for their uh, weaker counterparts' bailouts. Oh, you won't have to pay for the the you know the, the bad actions of your particular government, and essentially now they're going to have to or the. Or Greece, Greece is just going to default, and and what the government goes away? Who knows what? Yeah, what? What happens when they don't? They're pay? not going to let it happen anyway. It doesn't matter. The people of Germany and and these uh, these bigger economies are going to bail out Greece. Mm. Uh, it's, it's basically is right here in the article, and I think it's probably true. Um, European leaders are uh, leaders are to discuss Greece Greeks economic woes during a summit Thursday in Brussels. European Central Bank President Jean-Claude Trichet is making a uh, rare appearance at the summit, which the market saw as a confirmation that some kind of help for Greece would be discussed. Bond markets' uh, fears of default appeared to recede, judging by the shrinking interest rate spread between 10-year Greek government bonds and benchmark German ones. The spread or difference stood at 2.83% and uh, down from whatever. But um, basically what's happening here is that the the union doesn't like that. Well, well, this this socialism thing's supposed to work. What? 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 I mean, the, you know, Greece has spent itself into a hole because they have socialist everything, and now the the union's upset that they're not going to continue. Well, Greece doesn't have the the advantage that the United States does. They can't just turn on the printing press. Greece can't print euros. Euros are mm. printed by the Central European Union organization. So it's kind of similar to the California situation, right? right? This is this is really the scenario because California, uh, you know, managed themselves poorly. Well, 
people in Idaho and Nevada and New Hampshire and whatever have to bail out this country that does socialist everything. Right, via the, via the $7 billion or whatever it is that the federal government's going to essentially print out and send over to, uh, to California. Everybody yep. else is bailing them out. So it's the same. It's almost the same situation there, except over in California, they haven't had the the mass strikes or the riots yet. No, uh, you know, I mean, Europe is is sort of known for that. Uh, yeah. You know that that thing, getting all upset. Oh, we're taking away our you know union benefits. A weekend newspaper's poll showed 70% of Greeks backed the prime minister's call to cut civil servants' pay and oh, perks, interesting. but were against measures that could affect them individually, like new taxes or a higher retirement age. Hmm. Greece has uh, come under intense pressure from its European Union partners to slash spending after it revealed a massive and previously undeclared budget shortfall last year that uh, continues to rattle financial markets and so, the euro. So 70% of Greeks. Greshens? Greeks? Greeks. Both? Anyway, 70% of them are saying, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and cut these bu- budgets. So I wonder if the other 30% work for the state. I mean, we know that here in the United Likely States, 50-plus percent of uh, the American people are either working for the state or have some sort of contract for the place that they work for that is a state contract or in some way connected directly to uh, to the money coming from uh, the, the taxpayer money coming from the state. So it wouldn't surprise me if that was basically just a divided on state lines, basically. It wasn't the workers that took all the money. It was the plutocracy. It's um, mm-hmm. them that should give it back, said um, Alexandros Potemtemtis, a 57-year-old retired Okay, let that sink in for a second. Mm. 57-year-old <laughs> retired merchant seaman. Um, this uh, other guy, Vasliki, 50, an employee at the Social um, State Social Security Foundation, conceded that many civil servants enjoy high salaries and can uh, come and and can retire after working only 20 years. Sweet, that's how it is around here, right? No, if it to be uh, to, that that's firemen, police officers, and ah. military that can uh, retire after 20 years because it's dangerous. Gotcha. So, I can't say the government's measures are totally wrong, but I think that they are unfair to me, she said. The government has insisted that those on low incomes will be protected, and the austerity plan will target the better off. I don't care about the country's problems. I didn't steal a single euro. Why should I pay, said Christos, an elderly man who said he retired after working for 47 years was now barely surviving on a pension of $880 a month. He refused to give his surname, saying that he was afraid he would lose his pension if he complained. Now, so, that was the guy that was a lot... Uh, that was a different... It's the same first name. Okay, but... Different the, person. Okay. Was he the guy that worked for the government? Because it sounded like there was a guy in there no, that... No, this guy did not... It didn't say he worked for the government, but no. the, likely this this story wasn't written by somebody who would be looking at that particular issue. This yeah. was just an AP writer and, you know... Interesting story. Here's another one for you. From the Smoking Gun. By the way, you can dial in toll-free and bring up anything at 800-259-9231. Back here into uh, America land, where Virginia college students have been charged with... What I believe to be well, felonies. I, I, I had one more uh, thing I wanted to say on this because we had talked about the riots in, in Greece. Yeah. Uh, the 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 guy there in charge, the prime minister, has uh, already faced down a protest by farmers who demanded further high subsidy payments and staged tractor blockades on Greek highways for <laughs> nearly three weeks, ending Tuesday. Wow. Yeah. Can you imagine? So the farmers want their subsidies. Yeah, everybody wants something from the government. Yeah. Well, and the once, government doesn't print print money. This is the, this is the problem when you your socialist government doesn't print its own money so that it can just give you whatever you want. Yeah, it's and still a problem the when it does. Well, when it's it, a yeah, problem right. then, but it's right. you know it staves off. The, yeah. 
So uh, so back here uh, in the United States, uh, fe- felony snowball throwing charges have been leveled against two Virginia college students for allegedly pelting a city plow and an undercover police car during Saturday's blizzard. Charles Gill and Ryan Knight, both 21, were nabbed by the police in Harrisonburg, where they attend James Madison University. According to the police, the pair first targeted a city plow last Saturday afternoon. The driver responded by calling the cops to report the frosty fusillade. When police responded to the scene in a bid to identify the assailants, their unmarked vehicle also came under an icy assault. According Snowballs. To, yes. Snowballs. Yeah. According to a Harrisonburg Police Department press release, Gill and Knight, a guard on their basketball team at the college, were then apprehended and booked into jail for, here's the charge, deadly missile, throwing missiles at occupied vehicles, a felony. Now, I could understand that if you know if you were to splat somebody's windshield with a, uh, a snowball and they were to go careening uh, into something and cause a, a wreck, yeah, you'd, you'd have reason to... Uh, to bring somebody up on a charge, I think, for, you know, mischief in that particular case. But those weren't the allegations here. It was just that they threw some snowballs. And they should have to pay for damages that they cost. Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. If you dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231, that's SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. And those features include stuff like our Facebook profile. Just go to facebook.freetalklive.com and become a fan over there, facebook.freetalklive.com. The highly anticipated new documentary, Reclaiming the Blade, featuring Viggo Mortensen, Carl Urban, John Rhys-Davies, and Star Wars legend Bob Anderson, is now available at swordmovie.com. The film includes hours of swordplay instructional videos as well as behind-the-scenes videos and exclusives. Pick up your copy today and discover our heritage with the sword and the historical rights of free men. Visit swordmovie.com for uh, today for your chance to win one of many real historical replica swords and lightsabers. I've got one of those uh, FX lightsabers that they're giving away, and it is pretty darned off- awesome. Swordmovie.com. The SmokingGun.com reporting that two college students, 21 years old, each were nabbed by the police after snowballing a uh, snowplow as well as a unmarked police car, and they've been charged with felonies. If they're convicted, each man uh, faces between one and five years in prison and a maximum $2,500 fine. Let's talk to Amos in Charleston, listening to WVTS. Hello, Amos. Yeah, I just wanted to tell you, uh, there's a very similar situation that happened here back in the 60s, mm-hmm. and they used to have a, the school board used to have a policy here that if the bus couldn't get up to where you lived, you didn't have to go to the school. Well, what a bunch of kids did in one neighborhood, they just, when the salt truck came up to the neighborhood that morning, they all pelted the salt truck, and the salt truck had to go back down the hill, and therefore the the uh, bus couldn't get up the hill, so they didn't have to go to school that day. Nice. <laughs> they were that desperate. But but you probably saw the thing that was on the Internet not too long ago about the uh, – there was a bunch of adults that had a uh, snowball fight uh, in some city, and there was a cop there, and he actually pulled a yeah. 
going for his revolver. Rather. Yeah, he actually pulled his gun and pointed it at the people that were having the snowball fight. It was crazy. It's unbelievable. Yeah, uh, I, I'm glad that you're with us on this because it seems like a really extreme uh, response. Uh, if if nobody's in danger, then I don't see what the point is of arresting somebody who tossed a snowball at an undercover cop car or a snowplow or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you would think you think the police would have better stuff to do with their time, even you know during bad weather like that. Yeah, when you know people probably need help out on the road and that kind of thing. Yeah, they helped me out of my car today and uh, and took it away from me today. So they were being very helpful today yeah, while it was great. snowing. I'm going to try to send you an email about some more stuff uh, about this alcoholic beverage uh, control commissioner down here. If you got uh, a news story, better to actually just, uh, submit it to our website at freetalklive.com. You can, okay. create a, you can create an account there, submit the story, and then other people will vote it up or vote it down depending yeah. on how they feel about we it. Do all yeah, our, we do all of our show prep from there. We see all those stories. Yeah, good amount yeah, of Go ahead. Yeah, the guy that runs that uh, commission, he's a real, he used to be a local Charleston City policeman, and he really was a racist. Oh, I believe among it. Among other things. So. Yep, I believe it. Thanks for that, uh, the call tonight, Amos. Appreciate okay. hearing from you, sir, at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Story out of Vancouver, a 44-year-old man whose face was left swollen and battered after he uh, after he was arrested in a case of mistaken identity, did not resist arrest, say Vancouver police, contradicting an earlier version of events offered by the police. This is an unusual story in that the police are actually correcting uh, their version of the story to the reality. Yeah, to show what, that they were at fault for roughing somebody up. Yahweh Wu is recovering after two plainclothes officers knocked on the door during a domestic assault call early on Thursday. Officers were called to the southeast Vancouver home at 2 a.m. after a woman called 911 to report that her drunken husband had struck her in the back of the head and she was concerned for her baby's safety. I'd like to point out that if there's a uh, 911 call and like this circumstance and you try your little trick where, uh, you, well, don't answer the door, they're going to bust that door in. Maybe they will. Uh, the officers apparently didn't realize there were two suites in the home and the complainant was actually Mr. Wu's tenant who lives in the ground floor suite. Cops didn't ask clearly, not even ID me or anything before they started beating me, said Wu, through a translator to the Ming Pao newspaper. I think they have an attitude problem, he said. <laughs> Mr. Wu said that before he could ask the officers at his door who the officers at his door were, he was dragged outside and beaten. My shirt was torn, said Wu. I was beaten for quite a while before I was handcuffed. <laughs> it beat so much, it, it, they were tired. I felt pain to my head and body. When I touched my head and face with my hands, I felt my hands were all wet. They were full of blood. On Thursday, Vancouver Police Spokesbureaucrat Constable Jana McGinnis said Mr. Wu had resisted by striking out at the police and trying to slam the door. But the officers persisted in the belief that there may be a woman and child inside who could be in danger. Yesterday at a news conference, police said in a statement that Mr. Wu did not resist the officers. Mr. Wu's wife heard the commotion and told the officers she was going to call the police, (laughs) at which time the officers identified themselves to her. Three more officers later arrived, one of whom spoke Cantonese and was able to speak with a couple and explain why they had mistaken Mr. Wu for their suspect. He was taken to the general hospital as a precautionary measure where he was treated for bruises to his head, waist and knees and fractured bones around his left eye. He was scheduled to return Jeez, to the hospital. they beat him good. Yes, they did. They didn't like that whole door closing thing, did they? Well, they, that's the allegation is that he closed the door. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I sus- you think that they would have some reason why they uh, they do this, right? I mean, usually something sets them off. Usually. Well, I'd rather, Mark, first of all, 
uh, I know what you're saying. You, you you believe these cops would have busted in the door if they uh, if the door had been closed. I I don't know if that's the case. I mean, it's probably a little more work for them to get through a door uh, with you know a locked door than it is to just beat a you know human that presents himself to them. So these cops obviously came up there believing the phone call, right? I mean, these cops they they got a call from a woman who alleged that she was being beaten by her husband. Now, there's no, no no way to know that that call is true until you actually do some investigation, until you do some detective work and actually check out the, the allegations with the people, the correct people that made them. Uh, but these cops jumped to the conclusion that, A, they had the right house, B, that they were being told the truth. About I, think the, that's, I think that's what you call probable cause. Probable cause to beat somebody? Probable cause to get into a house. I don't think that it's probable cause to beat anyone, and that's why these guys are in trouble. I don't know. I mean, maybe some of our law enforcement officer listeners could call and uh, and ask, you know, can could answer that. If somebody calls and makes the allegation that they are at a certain residence and says that somebody's being beaten inside, that gives the the cops the ability to just kick the door in and come on in. Yes. Well, if that's the case, then you could just call any old. Uh, you could call on people you don't like, then, right? You could, sure. Yeah, I, they I, have a system for tracking numbers. Seems pretty flimsy. It's, sorry. Flimsy. Just because you track a number doesn't mean <laughs> there's an assault, a battery going on here. That's a, Allegedly, you know, a felony. It's an alleged. It's an allegation. She might not even be telling the truth. She may not, but that's probable cause. Officers, uh, Vancouver Police Chief Jim Chu later went to the house and personally apologized for Mr. Wu, promising a thorough investigation. It's very rare that you get apologies from. I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed. This is, it must be because it's Canada. Canadians are very polite. Yeah. If you're going to make some kind of, you know, ethno- ethnocentric statement. Anytime I've ever one, seen right? a video of the cops uh, in Canada, they're always nicer than the, than, the, than the American cops. I mean, I'm sure there are obviously uh, exemptions to that, but every time I've ever seen the video. Anyway, officers also uh, spoke, returned to the house to speak to the woman living in the ground floor suite who said her husband had hit her during an argument, then fled. He was located nearby and arrested for assault. The professional standards section of the Vancouver Police will be conducting an investigation, and the Office of the Police Complaint Commissioner has been notified. <laughs> they're, uh, and if they don't like their answers that they get, they're going to start beating people up. That's how they do it. Why not just hit first and ask questions later? I mean, isn't that good police work? 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. I don't think I like the idea that you can just make a phone call, claim you're at a certain location, and the cops can just come busting through the door. You don't like an, the idea of anything that has to do with the government. What's new? Well, I mean, if well, I, I just think that uh, some investigation is necessary rather than just believing the allegations of somebody on the phone. How can you make an investigation if you can't get into the residence from which somebody called and claimed to be being you know, beaten and badly treated? I don't know, but I certainly wouldn't want some cops busting into somebody's home and then arresting them on charges that they uh, didn't deserve because they found a bong sitting out on a table or something like that. Well, this isn't about bongs. This is about It wouldn't matter to them. They'd still make the arrest. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. 
This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain, but enough time for your call if you make it now to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features, and they're all free, including live streams, a broadband version, a dial-up version, a webcam, and listen lines are all available for you free at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen. Dot freetalklive.com. Let's talk to Tom in New Hampshire. Tom, you're on hey. Free Talk Live. Hello. Long time fan, uh, first time caller. I um, just wanted to call in because I thought that this situation today seemed just completely disgusting. Which situation? And the situation with the police officer basically assaulting in his own home a man with no evidence against him other than a random call. Yeah, that's pretty much I it. I think that is absolutely disgusting. And, I've, and I really doubt the fact that or doubt the theory that, you know, there will be any thorough investigation towards this. You know, the members of the state class basically take care of their own, and that's what's going to happen in this case. And just as it has in all of the other cases, well, most of the other cases where there has been some, you know, misconduct, some allegation of police brutality, some assault on innocent people for no reason whatsoever, as we've seen in the uh, Mike Tyner case over in uh, Manchester recently. I just think it's similar to that. Basically, I believe this is standard police operating procedure. They are there to intimidate people. They are there to aggress against them, and they are there to make them afraid. Well, I don't know. I don't know if it's for their lives. I think it's true that the police are intimidating and aggressive uh, in general, but I I don't think it's true necessarily that they're all the hothead rogue cop types that would uh, necessarily open a swing, open a door at a residence, and start hammering on the person. That I can the door. see why you get frustrated and and you know feel that way. I, I certainly understand, but let's not forget that in this particular case, the police department owned up to it with really what what didn't appear to be. Uh, nearly the uh, the amount of pressure that I would have expected them to, you know, lawsuits years and years later, that kind of thing. And uh, It is true. Yeah. But I just see it more as of, um, you know, a general trend, something that has happened as a common theme throughout history. And basically, this is the nature of the police department. I don't think that all police necessarily conform to the standard of behavior, and I believe that they don't. However, I just believe that you give a man that type of authority, and that authority translates into brutalization and it can very easily translate into that just as you know it can translate very similarly with people given the power of life or death over in the military you you give someone by the power of the state the authority over life and death and these, these kinds of things happen it's true and, and yeah, it, i'm certainly not gonna, i'm certainly not going to argue with you on that right when when you give people uh the access to power the people who are in search of it will inevitably root it out they'll come to those positions and they will use those positions to wield power over others whether that means that they're uh, going to beat somebody some of them might do that others might use their uh, their power to for instance to solicit sexual favors from uh, from people uh, that has happened with police officers so it, it it manifests itself in in different ways but in no way that is uh, that is positive and, and for the benefit of mankind i would most certainly agree in no way that is positive and it's just another ugly case of the same thing happening again and again. Tom, are you a New Hampshire native or are you a, a Free State Project participant? What's your story? I actually came here with the Free State Project. Um, just moved up about um, two months ago, came up with some friends, and um, I'm enjoying life in Manchester, New Hampshire. 
Oh, fantastic, fantastic. You Actually, I think you came out to one of the Social Sundays events. Now, I, now I'm oh, I think that's you. Recognizing your voice. Very good, Tom. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. 2010's going to be a good year for people coming up here to New Hampshire, Mark. It sure is. I mean, it, there are people that are making the move up during the wintertime, and, and that's a good sign. I mean, the, that someone would want to come here during the wintertime, I think, yeah. is... Uh, <laughs> Is a good sign. It's not so. You know, it was, it was snowing most of the day today, and and I was walking out there because uh, I have an outdoor wood uh, wood stove. Because I've chosen to do that. I want to heat with wood, and I you know want to have an outdoor thing that I can burn stuff in because it's fun. Um, you know, I was just thinking, yeah, you know, this isn't so bad. By the way, I mentioned today that I was uh, charged with a criminal uh, activity of actually it's a violation as they call it. Of failing to fail and neglecting to have said vehicle registered in accordance with law, so basically they uh, they popped me finally. I made it, made it 30 miles in uh, in my car before I finally got pulled over and ticketed for having a private plate on the back of the car. And uh, the, as I mentioned earlier, the video is available. I think at qik.freekeen.com for people that uh, that want to see how that went. I'm sure I could have handled myself a little a little differently. There's always things that uh, that could be done better, but I, I don't feel like I necessarily incriminated myself. He asked me uh, where the plate was from, and I said that it's uh, it's private. It's it's a Shire plate, and because it says the Shire on the on the bottom of it, it doesn't it says, say that. It says private on the top. He asked me for the registration and the papers. I said that's private too. And he didn't really he didn't really uh, you know he wasn't um he wasn't mean necessarily at 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 any point, but he certainly had his way and uh, and you know managed to. Uh, Take the car away from me, basically. I, I have the car back. It was towed. Uh, I had it towed back to the house here. So things could be worse, I guess, here in New Hampshire. And what might be interesting is having like a Liberty Towing Service where people that want to go freedom, or, uh, you know, like drive freely could essentially pay kind of like a towing insurance policy. Although I wonder if AAA covers a tow on a unregistered uh, vehicle. I don't know the answer to that. I mean, I've got AAA, but I, I'm, I'm not foolish enough to, uh, to do this. I, I don't want to give my cars to the government. Yeah, I don't want to give the car to the the state either, and I did. We'll see how that goes. Thank goodness they uh, they they did not take it away from me. But I, I hope that it, I hope it works out. I don't want to see you get your car taken away. But I, well, what's I really... more likely is that they would take away the uh, the privilege to drive, which would be far worse uh, if that actually occurred. Yeah, then you'll be stuck at your house and won't be able to go anywhere. You'll be riding around on a bicycle <laughs> in the middle of winter in New Hampshire, all bundled up. Uh, but yeah, so just like, I, a, just like the crazy guy you are, they say that you can uh, you can plead not guilty and then they'll schedule a trial. But it's one of those tickets where they're basically trying to encourage you to just pay it because it actually says on there you don't have to come to court if you just pony up within 30 days. So of course I'm not going to be paying it. So I but I also don't want to plead not guilty. So since I don't want to go through whatever it is the options they say I have, if I just ignore it, then they'll likely put an arrest warrant out for me and they may still they'll suspend the driving privileges. So it's likely I'm going to That's respond. That's a very bad idea. To yeah. Just, yeah, I'm not going to ignore it. It's likely I'm going to respond and basically, uh, you know, I'm not going to plead not guilty. I'm not going to plead guilty or no low contendere or anything like that. I'm just going to respond and say. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd just like to see my obligation to follow your, your ordinances. Can you show that to me? And that'll be considered a response, I think. And well, whether they'll actually suspend my uh, driving privileges at that point, I don't know. Who knows what arbitrary, terrible things they will do to me uh, as a result of this. But we'll find out over time. They'll and do I'll, arbitrary things or I'll, uh, you know, whatever they want. And I'll let you know. Results aren't going to be good. I'll let you know how it goes. They also gave me a warning, uh, two warnings actually, one for parking facing traffic. They love that one around here. 
there's apparently some sort of rule that says that uh, if your car is facing the wrong direction on the uh, one side of the road, then you can be ticketed for that. So he, I guess he was being nice, and he didn't didn't actually ticket me for that. And then also for counterfeiting uh, plates. Probably even felt bad I, with messing, messing, messing with the uh, mentally disabled. Even though I didn't counterfeit a plate. Because there is no th- yeah, like this one's going to be very very interesting. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a warning. warning. They, so they can't get it because you didn't counterfeit a plate. Right. What state plate am I counterfeiting? The Shire is as real of a state as any other uh, state. They're all just imaginary, and I imagine that's what I'll be bringing up at the uh, you know at the trial is that uh, well this is my this is the state that I live in. <laughs> this is this is my state. Oh God. We've got our we've got our own constitution. Lord help me. Why why is my state the Shire any less legitimate? Why why how come you aren't recognizing my my uh gang my state gang? Hmm? I That's, hope it works out for you, man. It should be really fun. Uh, it probably won't work out. It's a hundred and three dollar fine. That would be uh, two days in jail, I think. So we'll we'll see what ends up happening, and I uh, will definitely let you know here. Uh, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Mark, you've got a story about a a man who took waterboarding to the next level. He's not just waterboarding terrorists. He's waterboarding who? Well, his daughter. Um, well, it, the, you know, if if torture works, then why not, right? Uh, soldier. The, no, no, not in. It's not torture. It's just an enhanced interrogation type. Right. <laughs> there you go. Um, this is from the mail. Who stole the cookies? This That's is, what I want to know. <laughs> this is from the DailyMail.co.uk. I got it from uh, FreeTalkLive.com. U.S. soldier waterboarded his own daughter for because she wouldn't recite the couldn't recite the alphabet. Oh wow! One might ask, why isn't this in an American newspaper? Why am Why am I not getting it from this site? Mm. Well, it's because our media, and honestly, all media in all countries, but you know, the the Daily Mail doesn't have any reason to not right. Uh, they don't have the image ours. to maintain. It's because they're statist, not because they're liberal. That's what Rush Limbaugh will tell you. Yeah. And admittedly, many liberal policies are sta- statist, but in fact, the media is statist. It's not liberal. Yeah. A soldier waterboarded his four-year-old daughter because she was unable to recite her alphabet. Joshua T- um, Tabor admitted to police that he had used the CIA torture technique <laughs> because he was so angry. As his daughter squirmed to get away, Tabor oh, said God. he submerged her face three or four times until the water was tapping around her forehead and jawline. Oh. Lapping, excuse me. Uh, Tabor, 27, who had won custody of his daughter only four weeks earlier, admitted so choosing the punishment because the girl was terrified of water. She didn't learn the alphabet because he probably sucked at teaching it. So he's pretty much upset because he failed as a father, and he's taking it out on her. Sick. See you tomorrow night. Online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Tonight we're going a little extra beyond the radio show to share an email that Mark thought was pretty important from Mandrick. Yeah, um, this is, as you know, the this is the guy that's uh, doing the baklava thing for um, Valentine's Day. He's, uh, you know, decided to go and do an agorist business uh, on the Internet and, you know, advertised on Free Talk Live. And I, we, he sent us some of this delicious baklava, and it was, it was wonderful. And he, you know, bought a few uh, live reads and some uh, uh, some regular radio ads. Spent a, a whopping hundred and seventy five dollars because that's well, cheap. Yeah, it's you know it doesn't cost that much to advertise on Free Talk Live. Um, it will someday shortly, but uh, you know right now we can't afford to hire a huge sales staff. One day when we can, we'll charge more. But anyway, I wanted to you know if somebody's out there listening, wanted to kind of tell them uh, what Mandrick thought about his advertising, Mark. I wanted to share with you how the Baklava ad campaign has been going. This was written on uh, February the 6th. He's 
I think the deadline's about February the 10th. You might be able to talk to him tomorrow, February the 11th, and see whether he can ship it out to you and your loved one um, for that time frame. But um, it's it's very close to the deadline. I figured I'd be uh, you'd be interested in hearing back from an advertiser, huge fan of the show. Um, and absolutely true. Most advertisers that uh, give you feedback, it's like, it didn't work! Because why? Well, if you say it didn't work, they're liable to get more, right? Mm. Uh, you'll bonus spots or something like that. And it, that's not necessarily what I'm going to do, but it is what is generally sort of the standard um, in advertising. You know, you're, you're more likely to get something if you complain. So mm-hmm. many times what you deal with when you're dealing with advertisers, you hear complaints, not uh, not not good feedback. Um, however, it's always odd that those ones that say didn't work, the ones that continue to advertise. It didn't work, but I'll buy more. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't really know what to expect because I understand baklava is a very niche product. I've received a lot of interest from people saying stuff like, I'm definitely ordering for so-and-so's birthday, or when I have this party, I'm ordering a, a pan. I'm all good with that, especially if they actually do end up ordering. As far as uh, actual sales go, things have been fantastic. I've had some people order simply because I was advertising on FTL. This is the kind of, uh, li- you know, this is the kind of uh, listener that we have. Our listeners are intelligent. They're fiercely loyal, and especially in the case of Mandrick, he is active within the listener group. He's on uh, the the BBS and, you know, sort of has met people on the Internet and and he goes in the chat room and things like that. And that is also, uh, you know, hugely important. He's marketed himself within the show. He didn't just put some 30-second spots on and expect that, uh, you know, everything was going to go fine. He's even more proactive, and that's going to make it even work better. I've had some people order simply because I was advertising on FTL. Uh, I thought that was worth repeating. I didn't actually do that on accident. I had one guy say something like, uh, thanks for supporting the show. I don't eat walnuts, but I will be taking this to work and share share it with everyone. That's amazing. (laughs) I thought that was cool. I've uh, had a bunch of single or double orders, too, from random people stating that they heard about me on uh, Free Talk Live. The best part is... This one customer I picked up um, that ordered two full pans at $40 a piece. She and her husband are huge FTL baklava fans, and she said that they enjoy a piece together with coffee. It is good with coffee. It's great. Yeah, it's good good with coffee. Um, I've had a lot of customers who do repeat business with me, and I'm grateful for all of them. It's um, extra nice to pick up ones that spend even more money. Yeah, that's what consumables are all about. Yeah, People just, coming back for more. Uh, you, you make a great product, they keep coming back, and you know that's obviously the more you advertise on you know Free Talk Live, you're you know the more people that are going to continue to buy the product because you remind them. Mm-hmm. I know there are still a couple of uh, pod ads and live reads left uh, for Mandrick.com, but I thought I'd let you know that I'm very satisfied with my decision. This is before the ads run ran their course. Mm-hmm. He didn't hasn't even gotten his full money's worth at that point. Um, my decision to advertise with FTL. When FTL inspired me to start up this agorist business back in September, I never envisioned it becoming what it is today. How about that? Yeah. Now I see a lot of growth potential. I'll be looking to run live ads again around holidays like Mother's Day and Christmas. And if you have a business like his, Mother's Day, Christmas, and Valentine's Day are the big ones. Those mm-hmm. are the ones that you look at. And, um, you know, that's the pajama gram people and the, the ones that sell flowers and all that stuff. Sure. That's, those are the holidays that they do. 
I may end up running a couple of pod ads a month just to keep my name out there. I'll get back to you later um, when I'm not insanely busy. And I'll bet he is. He's insanely busy making baklava That's for great. people that want to buy it and want to send him money because he advertised on Free Talk Live. And, you know, it's... I, I just I basically wanted to say because I uh, say this is because making I know, your agorist dreams come true. Right, there are people out there that are thinking about starting a business or whatever, but you know they're busy. Uh, you know this is this may be George's way to you know unplug from the system. He can make enough money selling baklava that he doesn't have to pay uh, you know federal income tax or whatever it is that he he's doing. Be nice. Yeah, I mean this may very well be the way. So I say even if you fail at setting up a business, you've learned something extraordinarily valuable for the next time you do it. So um you know set up your business and when you do set up that business, advertise with Free Talk Live. <laughs> we, mm. You know, we we have as far as a general interest show, we have people from all segments and walks of life. I think uh I think our audience, especially on the podcast, is probably more male. What do you think? Uh, I think our audience is generally more male anywhere you look at it. We did really well in women in uh, in Manchester when we got that book out of there too. It's true. Yeah, it's so it's probably so it's, a fluke. Yeah, that's it, 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 what it seems like to me. <laughs> it seems like a fluke, but you know, I mean, what if what if ladies are uh, you know uh, uh, believe in our uh, our beliefs in, in of peace, freedom, and, and personal responsibility? Maybe. I don't know. It's sick and tired of what they're hearing on the radio. I haven't seen those numbers anywhere else. Maybe there are women in New Hampshire are that way. I, I don't know. Indeed, I, I don't know either. It was nonetheless uh, people are listening. Seemed like a seemed like a fluke. So if you've got a business or you're thinking about starting a business, uh, Free Talk Live could very well be the uh, the ad venue for you. And if you um you know, if you are a listener, I tend to give better rates to listeners. So, Very cool. There you go. All right, we're done. And uh, see you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Get your baklava at mandrick, M-A-N-D-R-I-K? Yes. Dot com. Sarah Palin has captured our attention and electrified America. Her new book, Going Rogue in American Life, is a runaway national bestseller. Newsmax.com has an incredible offer for you. Get Sarah Palin's new book, Going Rogue, for just four ninety seven. That's a savings of $24 off the cover price. Plus, you'll get four months of award-winning Newsmax magazine absolutely free. Newsmax magazine covers the tough stories the media just won't report and has great writers like Bill O'Reilly, Dick Morris, Mike Reagan, Dr. Laura, and Ben Stein. Dick Morris calls Newsmax his favorite magazine, a must-read for every American. Get Sarah Palin's new book, Going Rogue, at an incredible price. For just $4.97, save $24. Plus, get award-winning Newsmax magazine absolutely free. This is a no-risk, no-lose offer, but we have a limited number of copies. This offer won't last long, so you must act today. Call 800-NEWSMAX, 800-NEWSMAX. Call today.